0: Yeah, three, two.
1: He's Anthony Vizzini, and he's Luke Johnson, and this he's is the, the Splinters and Stuff Podcast. And stuff. Welcome back. Alexa, start the podcast. Oh, God. This week
0: in the shop, we're working on. Oh, dang it. What'd you do? I accidentally opened a spicy... A jalapeno? Ranch water. Oh, ranch water.
1: Um, I prefer it to you, but you're all sober.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just, you know,
1: hanging out, trying to cleanse out. You like those spicy ones, though? Yeah, they're really good. It makes the back of my throat feel itchy.
2: Mm.
1: Well, I guess it's going to go to waste. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's awful. (laughs) You're you're a bad person. (laughs) Mm, Give me, give me. No, I'll be okay. Yeah. Um, what was I saying? <laughs> uh, you were talking about what's going on in the shop this week because you're now a full time. Oh, yeah.
0: I'm about to close cool. out my first week as a full time woodworker. Cool. I, so, up until yesterday, I would say like I had like first week jitters, kind of like when you start any new job where you're just kind of like feeling out the space. You're not really sure what to do, which was hilarious looking back because I was the whole time, I was like, am I being a lazy piece of trash? Like jumping into it was kind of weird, even
1: though I'd been doing it. But like separating myself from my office, you feel like you need to be putting in about 16 hours a day nonstop because now you don't have a paycheck.
0: Yeah, there was that. And then also, just like, but also, my motivation was also not what I expected. My my body was saying, You need to work 16 hours today. My energy was going, I think we could do about six. Sounds good. You know, that's cool. And then, so my motivation and like my daily goals weren't meeting, that was causing some anxiety, but I was also kind of just trying to be in the moment and enjoy, like we talked about last time, like,
1: yeah, the, I mean, the, you feel it, good. it's going to be, I mean, you'll need, you'll need six months to a year before you find like a groove.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So it's, so it's this weird thing because I've been doing it, but I also haven't been doing it. So now that I am fully doing it, it's jumping into fully doing it. It feels like I'm starting a new job hmm. and that's kind of a weird feeling. Um, and then I would say it took till about yesterday for me to really just be like, all right, I'm going to be in the shop, go work on stuff. You know, me and work, Mac are working together on things and it's been going well and it's things are moving quickly, which is great. Uh, Sam and I have been working hard to re wrangle the schedule and look at all that stuff. Um, and trying to do some of that work to kind of get us set up for, you know, the rest of the year and the next
1: five years kind of thing. The big shift for me. And I actually got a little bit of this in my job <clears throat> in my engineering job. Um, it's odd when you don't have a twenty hour backlog of things that you need to do in your in your in front of your computer. so you know when I was at my job, I would have there were weeks that I would be out on site and I would come in answer emails and stuff in the morning. And things would pile up as I'm not there. But when I'm on site, I don't have email, I don't have computer, right. I didn't have anything. So you kind of feel weird. Like you're you're doing what needs to be done. Right. But it's not in front of a screen, so it feels weird. And that was a big adjustment for me when I went full-time on the woodworking. Because, you know, I'll sit down in the morning and take maybe a half hour. Yeah. Answer any emails that have come through. If I've got any quotes outstanding that I need to, to finalize and send out or send a ballpark or whatever, it takes a half hour, maybe an hour. And we've got a lot of background noise, but yeah. maybe you guys can't hear that. I don't know <laughs> if you can. Great. But uh, so you got maybe an hour in front of the computer and then you've got another nine hours of your day or however long your day is minus yeah. an hour. To actually go execute. And it's a weird, kind of a weird thing to get used yeah. to. Because you sit down in front of your computer and it's like you're programmed that you're going to be there for a while. Yeah. But now there's, there's not that much work to be done. <laughs> as long as you're, you know, you're tackling it an hour a day, mm-hmm. sure, you can let it pile up. But if you're hitting your computer every day, yeah, an hour or less, you can knock out that kind of work. Mm-hmm. And then you've got a whole day minus an hour. Yeah. to so that was a big shift for me just because we've we've become programmed
0: yeah I would say you I know. hadn't thought of it that way but I think that's definitely true to a certain level where it it feels like I'm working when I'm at my computer and I'm not I feel like I should be kind of thing so there's that kind of like that tether that still feels
1: like it's yeah. there that I didn't really realize really until you said it just now um and it's funny how like I'll take a day if I've got a few designs that I need to uh, put together on SketchUp. Yeah. And sometimes, like, if I I see a lot of the computer work piling up, particularly sitting down and creating a design on SketchUp, because that's the most time intensive. But if I see that coming, I'll kind of let that pile up, then pick a day in the week that I'll just stay home. I won't go to the shop, and I'll knock all that out in one day. And it's weird how familiar that feels. That feels... Because it's so similar to you know, what What we spent our careers doing. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's cozy. So it's odd how, yeah, how kind of cozy and comfortable you feel just bellying up to the desk, doing CAD work for yep. four hours, doing some other email work for a couple hours, ordering everything that needs to be ordered, yeah. doing all your correspondence. And then before you know it, the day's gone. Uh, yeah, exactly. And then I'm kind of conflicted. Like I didn't build anything that day, but I did a lot of work. Yeah. But those days feel so good because that's the work that hangs over my head. Same. So then when I take that full day, knock all that out, then the next day is just like, all right, let's blow and go. Yeah. Got, my mind's clear. My my palate's clear. You know, let's just run and gun and build what needs to be built. I've been working through that backlog the last,
0: really the last week. Yeah. There has been a lot of that following up with clients that I've been needing to Getting design work done that I had fallen behind on, um, and just kind of getting in motion. Yesterday was the first like shop day, really, mm-hmm. um, and then today was too. We did some errands and stuff today, which was good, getting material purchases and stuff. <laughs> but yeah, I would say that it's definitely. I, I like that idea that you have, just as far as you know, when you when it powers up, just taking a whole day. Um, it's tough for me still because I've got the employee he's working literally right outside so it's harder to take that full day but we, he and i have talked about you know hey you know my goal is to only be on my computer it's like really to limit my t- computer time as much as possible mm-hmm. um and my my phone time too like what time does he come in 8 so you could my I mean, goal is to you, be on the computer by 7 if you
1: get on your computer at 7 you're done by the time he gets bingo
0: here. and then by the yeah. time he gets here we can set up for the day and get going and then he takes lunch around 12 He takes like a half hour lunch, but when he takes lunch, I can, I can go have lunch or I can hop on my computer again, do another hour of computer work. Yeah. And then same thing. I kind of want to, I told him like, you know, I might schedule a day. Maybe it's Wednesdays and Wednesday mornings is just design time, right. And overflow time for computer stuff or, you know, whatever, Dick around, whatever it might be. Just
1: that's my office time. I was talking to a guy on Instagram. I don't really do much design work like sketch up putting putting together a model the way I operate is I'll do loose sketches on paper to help me if I need to but majority of it is just seeing it in my head and then starting on it and then as soon as I've got like enough to kind of fit up together yeah check my proportions and see how it's gonna look then I'll do that but it's it's very much all in my head Mm-hmm. And then I derive the dimensions from there, from the overall dimensions that you know, whatever the restrictions sure. are. And the only time I really bust out SketchUp is when I can't articulate what's in my head to the customer. Yeah, and it, you know, if it's particularly complex, That's good use for it, or if it's a customer who just can't. Like, I think I could put anything in my head in your head in yeah. conversation without any visual aid. Yeah, we do I mean we do that all the time. Right. But there's a lot of customers that don't see see things in that in that same way, so they need to see an actual so then I'll bust Especially out Especially when you
0: can spin it around for them too, right? You know? Then yeah.
1: I'll bust out the SketchUp. But other than that, I really don't. Um so it doesn't happen yeah. that often. It's not something I would that I would sit down and get on SketchUp every day. So that's what I was saying. If i I'll, I'll let a couple of things yeah. stack up, then knock them all out at one time. But that's for me, it's, it's a, every couple weeks. Yeah. For
0: me, it's know. part of every build. Yeah. It's every build I do it. And that's for, just the
1: way, just the way you do it. Yeah. That's the way I do kind of it that to be part of your package.
0: I guess kind of both. It's kind of become part of the package. I think it, I think it offers something that's different about my business than other businesses who might do the same thing. You know, I you think do it, it and, is a good pitch. I think it's a good pitch. I, and for me, it's, it makes me certain that I know it's in my head it helps me obviously since I have an employee that I can go hand something off to be like, you're building this it not, you're not, I don't have to bump yeah, foreheads if, if, if I was putting it on yeah. somebody
1: else, I think I would definitely. Yeah. And then i not even look at generating drawings.
0: Yeah. And I've done that before, you know, I've done cut lists and all this stuff and, and tried to break it down. And, and Max almost at the point uh, where he can really just take a drawing and go. And, and that's kind of one of the goals we have for soon is just getting to that point where was, that can happen.
1: I was talking to somebody or watching a video or something, but it made me think. Uh, I'm trying to remember what the context was, I don't remember. Doesn't matter. But I was thinking, you know, it would be pretty cool to just work in a wood shop and have somebody feed me drawings. Oh yeah, and just create. <laughs> yeah, you just it's like Legos, right? Well, it's I, mean, I got to cut it's the Legos like, out, then it, I put the Legos together. It's like back in the machine shop. Yeah, you know, it's like. It's like well, it's like my previous life, and it would get old. Yeah, sure, but it would be fun to be handed a drawing. I mean, a full toleranced, yeah, drawing. Yep. was it why fourteen and a half or whatever the fourteen point one? Yeah, whatever it is, nine. Was it? Well, I think what we always worked to is fourteen point five, but I can't remember. I don't know. I've it's left, been, I've it's slept been a little while. Yeah, yeah, I'm kind of ashamed of that now. Um, but that would be fun, you know, a, a full drawing tolerance, yep. everything that you had to meet QC standards. You had to meet every text in the note. Mm-hmm. You had to meet every dimension with tolerancing, but instead of in a machine shop, it's in the wood shop. Yeah. Yeah. I think that would be super cool. It'd be a good challenge. Yeah. No, I, uh, maybe that's a good, maybe that's a good like face-off challenge Ooh, that we could have somebody generate drawings for a project like a you know relatively simple two three-day project yeah and then take those and see just like whose qualities okay here execute oh god yeah i think that would be fun
0: that'd be i would be interested (laughs) to see especially if it's something where there was multiple approaches to solving the same problem you'd have to be working out of the same shop well there's always multiple approaches no i agree no i so no i use the sketchup like i was saying for myself to get it out of my head and on paper. Oh, also use stupid sketchup.
1: You've got the,
0: I use the, the pro the version. Pro. Yeah. It's, I, it's not can, much. It's it's be like better. 300 bucks. It's just, it's nice. Cause there's a couple more cert, like a couple more 3d tools and stuff. And then all the access to all the 3d, Downloadables and plugins, and all these. Do you make
1: parts in SketchUp, or is it just no. like all? If one you style?
0: can, I would. L- oh My God, that'd be so nice if you can. And I just, I'm just too stupid to figure it out. I want SolidWorks back. I would like SolidWorks, but I don't want to pay for SolidWorks, and like it's
1: fifteen hundred a year. or something
0: Yeah, it's not like one of those things that like maybe next year it just goes to SolidWorks, and that would be yeah. fantastic. But I mean, ultimately, there's hardly everything, anything that I'm ever that I'm ever building that I can't. At least represent well in SketchUp.
1: Yeah. You're just I, building it as a solid.
0: Yeah. And I, and I, there's times where I'll, if it's a, com- like the game table, the game table I built each part of in SketchUp, I built every single part of it so I could see it because it was complex. And so I couldn't just have this like tabletop legs, right. Apron. It was like this and of dimensions I know it will shift and change and I know what things are relative to another. But I, you know, I, to me that I had to get that out to figure out like, okay, what size, what, what thickness plywood can I really use for the surface? What thickness does other things have to be? How's that stack up going to go? And so, was, you know, the 3d, the CAD stuff is really useful for that. Clients love it. Um, I think it shows yeah. that it's, it's interesting and it plays into our, you know, we're engineers We became woodworkers, right? It kind of plays into that to a certain degree. It's easy for me to, to, Translate a drawing or a 3D image to a thing because I'm used to having those conversations with people, right? Um, especially non-engineers
1: within the engineering world, right? I've got a, I've got some clients right now which I, we we've talked about them before. He bought SketchUp Pro just so he could design out what I was going to build for him. <clears throat> They're retired engineers. They basically. I think they're kind of very well programmed to be working in front of a screen. So they do a lot of travel, a ton of traveling. So she's basically, yeah. we're setting up their whole home office with like yeah. a big modular, oh, so nice. big modular desk system for, for both of them. And uh, that's what she was saying. She spends most of her time planning the trips and stuff. Yeah. So that's what her side of the home office, that's what she does over there. I'm not sure what He does. I mean what he's been doing lately is designing furniture. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he I mean he sends me nice. full full sketch files, full renderings. That's awesome. You know, they've got the room rendered up with the doors on it and everything. And I I just it makes my job super easy because I look at that and go, Yeah, okay. You know, I basically went through everything to make sure there was nothing that didn't make sense. Yeah. Nothing that couldn't be done, but they've been engineers their whole life. They've got a good good graph. Yeah, they got a good idea. And, yeah, that's um, funny. So now it's just down to the point. They're sending me, you know, different drawer pulls. That yeah, that's nice. At. I'm like, you know, I'll, I, that's fine, but that stuff can be changed I, later I've had a, up, so I've had, a, I haven't
0: shame. had anyone send me a CAD model yet, but I have had clients who have sent me. I'm working on one right now that I basically just have to take a 2D drawing and make it 3D. And it's great. She's an interior designer. And so, yeah. of course, it's going to look really nice, but like it's colored. Everything's in there. We talked about a few different things, but like she's got like the 90% solution on paper. Nice. That's great. Um, and I like that. It's it's. If, I like the sketches. If yeah, I like the sketches. I like the really bad ones the most. That's what that's what I'm saying. Yeah. You get
1: the hey, sorry, you know, I, I I
0: I'm not much of an artist. I can't
1: draw, but hopefully this gets the point across. Yeah, that, well, and even that, even when it's terrible, has anyone not still apologized gets to the you? Point or has, across.
0: has anyone not apologized to you in handing you a sketch? No, no, everyone's apologized <laughs> to me as well. I'm so sorry, but this is, it's like a, it's like a first grader handing in a homework
1: mm-hmm. assignment. Like,
0: I'm, I'm so sorry, but this right. is the best I could do. I'm like, <laughs> this
1: is great. This is great. This is, yeah. Anytime. And some people come in with like a page and a half description of what they're thinking about doing. And of course they're apologetic for the information overload and da, 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 da. Oh, don't yeah. apologize. Cause I would much prefer this. Cause I can pull out everything I, can work I with need this. from that yeah. and, and usually get you a ballpark. Yeah i don't have to do a design yeah how much does it cost for a table yeah you know i, I would much prefer you give me a page and a, a half poorly about. drawn
0: a, a rhombus with four sticks coming out of it i would like this table built please <laughs> you know yeah that's tough what no, kind
1: of wood i don't know uh,
0: the tree
1: kind you're the wood
0: guy idiot. yeah you're the be the wood guy luke <laughs> you're the wood you tell me now um no, it's been
1: it's been a great tool to have.
0: I would recommend everybody try out the free version. It's
1: free. It's Feeds a good skill free. to learn. If you don't have any CAD experience, it don't matter. It would it's still it would be tough to pick up. Um I think we take our CAD experience for granted a little bit. Yeah, but People there's just a, didn't have any. Watch but three there YouTube videos. Limited YouTube. Videos. Yeah, watch three YouTube videos. And I, you'll every know time it. I sit down with SketchUp, I inevitably wind up googling how do I do this on SketchUp. And the first video, boom, somebody's done it, explained oh, I, it step. for I've step. I've gotten
0: real creative for some
1: shapes and there Where I'm like, I don't know how this is going to work, but I've figured it out eventually. The with funny thing bad about um, SketchUp for me, so uh, I'm used to SolidWorks, where everything makes sense. I mean it's in a it's a very real environment. Yes. And if you change one thing it it trickles through your whole design. That's oh, so nice. <laughs> Whereas SketchUp, you can't really change things. I like when I have to Once go do like down, three things. You to basically have to start over. Yeah. <laughs> like I was doing uh I'm yeah. doing some working on some bookshelves with a guy and the bottom but I had the bottom two shelves at like fifteen and the top four at like 12-inch spacing or something. I don't remember exactly what it was. It was like, I'm thinking if we just go with like a uniform spacing of 13 inches and do all the shelves. at the, I'm like, okay, yeah, that's easy. SolidWorks, Bam, 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 bam. You've moved two shelves. Just like that. SketchUp, I literally started fresh. Because it was easier than moving two shells.
0: I wish, and if someone's listening who knows that there is this tool, please let me know. I wish there was a patterning tool in SketchUp so badly.
1: I've found like round patterning.
0: Yeah, I would just like any linear and radial pattern. I don't know if you can.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Yeah,
0: it'd be nice. But uh,
1: yeah, if if you're out there,
0: you're listening, you haven't tried SketchUp, try it. It's free. Watch a couple YouTube videos, impress yourself, impress your clients. It's,
1: I think it really impresses the client. It really takes you out
0: of just like some, I mean, uh, could I draw a, a thing? Well, yeah, sure. Within enough time, I could probably produce a really nice hand-drawn sketch for somebody. Um, not everyone can. I'm not great at it, but I'm okay at it. But it takes more time. And, I can
1: put together a, a hell of a sketch to yeah. the point where people go, you drew that?
0: Yeah. No, I've seen your sketches. They're very good. Um, you know, you can go with the engineering pad, nothing wrong with that. But when you take a thing to a client, when you've, when you've put it on a sketch, you probably have a good understanding of the thing you've just drawn. Most people that I run into can't take that two dimensional sketch, or even if you've drawn it isotropically and convert that into a three dimensional object, it's Mm -hmm. something that I take for granted constantly. You and I have talked, I think on the podcast before about it how I can describe like putting things in this room and you and I can kind of see them overlaid. Right. right? And that's a weird thing. Apparently um, it's great for what we do. Yeah. Um, but most people can't say that, so when you can do it like that. And then the biggest thing that sells it, I think too, is like I can put the thing in their space. Right. So if I go to their home and they like, Oh, we want an entertainment center on this wall. Okay. Well I can measure the room with my laser pretty quickly. Just a little laser Bosch laser range yeah. finder. You know, take a couple pictures. And when I go home, I'll build the room, put the doorways in, put the windows in, put the couch and a rug in or whatever. And there's your entertainment center right there. Or there's your new coffee table. And they're like, oh. So yeah. not only did they – I've taken all the and work out. And put
1: that into a document.
0: Yeah. And I've taken all yeah. the work out of it for them now where they don't have to – okay, showing them a 3D version that I can spin around, they can see from every angle, does a really good job of, here's the object. Because
1: that's, that's a pretty standard thing for – you know, kind of high-level contractors. Yeah. So if you're looking at, you know, if you've got a half-a-million-dollar home and you're looking at an addition or something yeah. or, or putting a pool in, it's a given that your contractor is going to provide you a full, like, walk almost VR <laughs> walk-through 3D modeled of yep. the house and the proposed addition. Yep. And that's kind of a standard thing now. If mm-hmm. you, If you don't get that, you need to ask for it. Because it's available, and if it's not available with who you're using, you might look at you know, going with somebody else. But uh, there's no reason that we shouldn't bring that over into our world. No, if not at have, all. If we have the ability, if nothing else, like you're saying, just to add value to yourself, to your operation. Yeah. And it, you provide a nice document with these images, they're, they're getting to oh, man. It.
0: Yeah, it doesn't take you much more time. I think it gives you a better understanding. Because it does for me, too. There's times where we'll talk dimensions, and I'll, I could build the object. And then I throw it in the room and I go, well, that's not going to work. That's too big. Or this is sticking out. It's too deep. It's not, or it's not big enough or whatever it might be. Um, And it's kind of the steps of you can get, you can sketch something and take, you know, someone says, I'm on a table. Okay. I can picture a table, but, and you can describe it to them, or I can draw it for you on a piece of paper. That's like level one. Okay. The level two is I can take that and make a computer design. And now I can show it to you in three D. So we're both looking at the same the table that was in my head is now a real object. You
1: can. I'm see. probably going to start implementing that. I would because just in the cases of you know if people come to me and tell me exactly what size table they need. Great. Yeah. But if somebody goes, ah, we're thinking about this big, but we're not quite sure. You put know, it in the room. We've got this size room. That's the point. I need to just be like, you know what? Let me just come. Let me just come check out the room, and sure. I can model this up. Yeah, it gives me, and there's lots of other opportunities that
0: come from that. Because I try to, if I have to go to your house, I'm going to milk that, right? I'm going to say, oh, you know, of course, they, you know, you have a great home, whatever it might be, or you know, oh, it looks like you love custom furniture. You have a lot of custom looking pieces in here, or hey, this is this kind of looks like it might be your first. Uh, what do you oh, need the drink I Need to hit that a couple of times. There. Jeez. Yeah. Okay, we got it over there. Um, so, <laughs> um, but it's also an opportunity to be like this, like, oh, is this like your first custom piece? Like, I don't see a lot of custom, you know, what's the kind of the story and, oh, you're looking at doing this. And like, for me, like I could go over there for a table and talk about cabinets or I could go over there for cabinets and end up talking about a table. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of salesmanship opportunities that come from that. But then, yeah, once you put the thing in that room, you've kind of gone to like the third level of like. We both agree that on what the object's gonna look like here's how it fits in your space and they don't have to think about it they don't have to try to close their eyes and visualize like I can take this table and move it around the room right in my in my mind's right. eye right that
1: they they a lot of people can't and uh, well, it's also you know if I've got 14 feet from wall to wall if I if I do if we do a 12-foot table as a Foot, no, a foot on each side. I Here's how the chairs then fit you could, in. Yeah, they right? can lay all that out and be like, all right, well, you need a, you need a 10-foot table so you got 24 inches on it's each such side It's such nine, a value it add.
0: It's such a value add. It doesn't take much. The software to do most of what we're talking about is free, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I think it really separates you out from, well, again, a lot of the hobby guys, right? That There's nothing wrong with that. But once you start saying, like, this is like, you know, at the point you and I are both at, this is our business. This is how I put food on the table.
1: How am I bringing enough, how am I bringing value to my clients, right? Yeah. No disrespect, but you're separating yourself from those kind of Facebook peddlers who are are building. I'm I'm creating, I'm
0: creating different expectations for my clients and and different expectations in clients from, or with with Wooden Plain, right? When you call Wooden Plain, I have an expectation that I'd be greeted by, you know, uh, a professional person. They're going to, you know, if they come to my home, they're going to show up on time be clean and orderly. Right. And, uh, you know, they'll take some pictures, take some measurements. We'll we'll switch contacts. I'm going to, I'm going to know what's going on. Uh, when, you know, just the same way you run your business. When I know something, they know something. Um, the, and then like, I'm going to get to see, like they get to see the product before it's ever built and they get to say, Oh, I love that. That looks It's a warm fuzzy. Yeah. Yeah, it's not just, okay, Anthony's going to build us a table and I gave him $5,000 and I hope the table looks right. It's like, no, 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 I've already built the table digitally for you. So do you like this? And I go, that's perfect. Great. Yeah, cool. And I'll I, make that. And I've had times where they go, you know what? Actually, I don't like that. I want to change this. Or it could be a situation where like, I don't think you're going to like that. And they go, oh, I'm going to love this aspect of it. I go, okay, well, I, I'll happily model it for you. And then they go, so I was thinking I don't like this. <laughs> Right. Yeah, I'll be like, yeah. I agree with you completely. I don't, I think that we should forego that as well. And it can save you a lot of time down the road from, you know, what kind of trim do I want to put on this thing? What size, what scale of doors do I want to do? Do I want to, you know, or whatever it might be, it, it can really save you a lot of effort. It makes the client feel like you're really, cause you are really trying to give them what they want in the end. And allows you to do a lot of customization work, take a lot of guesswork out, shorten your all the phone calls you have to make during a project. So we were doing this thing. We were thinking we want to change yeah. this and change that. What do you think about that? And they're going to go, I don't know, you know, and this way it just kind of answers all those questions up front. So that's kind of for most of my projects, that's like step one. Yeah. Um, typically I'll do that. I'll either go through a design pr- process with them ahead of a deposit and that's a paid process or if they make a blind deposit based upon a, you know, a uh, swag on the cost uh, yeah. then, then the next step is to show, to shore up that ballpark with a quote that's based on a design.
1: Right. Um, yeah. And I guess, I mean, there are times that sure I could implement it more, um, but by nature of, you know, kind of my standalone furniture sure. Yeah, is warrants it a little bit less. And, and typically I'll just tell people, you can know, tape it out on the ground and see, yeah. if you, see if you like that size. Yeah. And that usually gets us gets us you know close enough. But I, I still do a good bit of it. Yeah, I'm working like I said. Those bookshelves I'm working. We're on like iteration number three, I think. Yeah, and he's he's really enjoying the process. Yeah, so it doesn't really bother me to keep keep kind of iterating because sure. he's uh, he's just been a a pleasure to work with. Yeah, that's everything nice. he's just like. Man, this looks amazing. I love I love all this. Um, you know, thank you so much for putting it together. What if we you know, it just I just feel like it needs something else. What if we threw so I'll put like a little extra trim on it or something like Ooh. that? And yeah. And well, okay, that looks really good, but I was thinking if we did, you know, another change and another change. And it's it's good right now. But yeah if it goes on for, you know, three months, it won't be as good.
0: The things I will caution is make sure your clients understand what The images you're giving them mean. Are they an actual representation of what the finished product will be, or is it a model? And and make sure that's not. I've had a, a situation with a client where I thought I was really fully giving them the finished product with the model, and they felt differently about it. They felt like a converse a verbal conversation we had was kind of the direction we were going, and my feeling was. Look! Look at the I showed you what we were going to make. That was a fun one. That was a fun one, and so you know I've added language to my terms of service. Um, but it could go the other way too, where someone says, "Hey, I really expected it to have this, right? Or have this? The scale seems off from your drawing, you know." And you know, are you giving them scale drawings, or are you giving them a, you know, a essentially a sketch?
1: If I, I if I send a sketch, it's scaled.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and mine or but I would say for someone who's getting out there kind of just like there's been times I've drawn cabinets without toe kicks on them for a kitchen, right. That I'm quoting or something like mm-hmm. that, because it just takes more time and it doesn't matter for that thing. And that might just be the first swag at it. Right. Yeah. For like rev two or in the quote, typically that, that kind of stuff gets added, but people can, again, we talk a lot about managing customers expectations, make sure you and them understand what it is you're showing them because you don't want them at the end to hold up the picture you gave them and hold it up to what you did and then not match and then feel cheated. And you go, right. no, what I made is better. And they go, yeah, but where's it's this not thing? The picture. I want to discount. It's, it's not the picture, right? And you're like, well, the picture isn't like, well, we couldn't. They, why did you show me this picture? I'm like, cause I'm trying to give an, an yeah. idea. It's better than I, I can't draw at all. Right. I'm terrible at
1: it. Yeah. That was the thing I had on these bookshelves. He was, um, you know, when you lay out the wood texture on something, it's just repetitive you don't get good like grain variation it's just it's very simplistic and he was thinking that the design needed more cuz it just looked so simple like there wasn't enough going on and that's what i had to tell him i was like you know it it's not going to look that simple because you are going to have the wood grain variations sure. and things like that that aren't going to show and that was when, you know, we kind of talked about it. And I was like, tell you what, whenever I get the wood in, I'll, I'll get some of it cleaned up. You can come look at it. That way you'll have a good idea of, because that's the big thing with, with this customer is it's a very simple design, bookshelves. He wants it a little bit more complex. So we're adding the trim and stuff in the model. But I think once we get the the hardwood in there with, you know, it's, it's all going to be black walnuts. So it's going to be beautiful grain and things like that, that that's going to add the visual complexity that he needs. Yeah. But I can't really show that in a model. So that's what, that's what I told him. And he said, yeah, if, if, uh, why don't we just, when you get the wood in and get a couple boards cleaned up, I'll just come by the shop and look at it and see what, and that'll, that'll give me a better expectation. That's the
0: next thing that I really want to work on is I say next thing. It's something that's high on my list of things I'd like to get done is samples and having more of them just readily available. Mm-hmm. I think, I don't know if we talked on the podcast about it before, but I'd love to have like a sample library. Like I'm thinking about calling the door company I work with and getting them to give me, you know, an eight inch section of maple, whatever it might be with every different edge profile and interior profile they do. Right. And yeah. so I can, cause I've got the magazine. It would help me on a job site to be able to go literally hold this up and make sure I'm matching it. But also talking to a client, like here are your options. And they're not looking at an edge profile. A lot of, again a lot of people can't translate like a, a cross section of a edge profile to what their doors are gonna yeah. look, to look like so I'd like to have that I would like to have different you know painted things so you can kind of see here is what like this wood looks like painted you know red oak painted versus maple painted look very different um and fi- of course finishes and like what's an you know what's a natural finish on? a natural finish you mean you just what are you gonna put on an air yeah. You know? no, 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 I'm going to put an oil on. Well, is that going to change a color? Kind of, but it's going to enhance it. It's, it's going to look, look wet. What color is it? It's not, it's just
1: that, you know, a lot of these. So kinds it's not of a color, but it's going to change the color?
0: Uh, yeah. Well, uh, yes. That kind
1: of feels like you're lying to well, me.
0: Well, I, I just, I I don't know how better to. It's, um, I don't know. Uh, you're an idiot. I don't know how else to say uh, it. No, I, okay. Yeah. Well, um, well, I, I appreciate your, your trust in me despite those feelings. And I assure you that when the product is complete and that's what I'm trying to remove, I'm trying to remove situations
1: where I have to be like, trust me, you're going to be happy with it when it's done. Yeah. I mean, ultimately we're asking, we're asking customers to fork over a lot of money on trust. Yeah. And yes, you've got a portfolio to show, but ultimately you need them to well, trust.
0: you. I know that, but my, my feeling is I know that if I can get, out of someone based on, you know, gosh, barely a drawing, right? How much can I get out of a full CAD model where it's put into their house, Mm -hmm. right? I've built more trust now. So if I, if your trust for me is worth $10,000 on a, uh, you know, a paper sketch, what's it worth for a 3D CAD model inside your home? What's it worth for that plus samples of showing you everything that's going on? Yeah. Right. And, and those kinds of things start building That trust up more and more, that brings your value up more and more. Because it also does take more time for you to do those things. And you're going to start, I think, being able to be, you're going to be able to approach certain clientele that you otherwise wouldn't because they have expectations for that kind of interaction and a lot of other dealings they do with getting stuff done. So, and if they don't, it's great that you can really raise the bar. Because, you know, if they're calling around, again, most people who call us, I would say 80% of my clients have no idea anything about wood at all. I would say, or cabinetry, nothing. They just go, we need, we need, we need table. We need cabinet. We need vanity. And I go, okay, great. What do you want? They go, I just told you, you know, and I go, okay. I would say 20% of my clients know stuff, but I would say about half of them think they know stuff and the other half actually know stuff.
1: I think 20%, yeah, 20% is probably a good number of clients who come in and, no, ah, they know the right word.
0: No, I I think no. Here's what
1: 10 percent would be clients who come in and know what species they want their project yeah. built out of. Yeah, that that's probably ten percent.
0: I would say twenty percent know wood words, but don't know yeah. what all wood words. I would say half of that. So ten percent of my clients like can talk. me, We can talk back and forth and be like, oh, you want walnut? Yeah, we're thinking more of an oil based. You know, oil based finisher. We want something more durable than oil. Okay, great, yeah, awesome. Right. There's then there's the other half. Twenty percent like. We want. We really love walnut, and I go great. What kind of finish do you want? They go
1: walnut, and you go oh okay. So well, so many. I mean, more people than not think of walnut as a Minwax stain as a finish, not as a wood. Yeah, yeah. I go no. That's a. <laughs> it's like it's a nice. It's an actual. I thought tree. it
0: was named after the nut. I go and that nut grows on a. They go oh a bush okay that makes sense yeah bush yeah bush and uh and this and they're dark bushes yeah dark bingo. brown they got dark leaves uh, you go,
1: you, yes bingo. that's right bingo you're like that but like if the bush grew way up in the air <laughs> on a big column. a tall bush a tall bingo like a big skyscraper bush we're there we're you there nailed it. we're there <laughs> yeah oh. so you want to go with black walnut Uh, I think we should go with Oak and stain it.
0: Yeah. I mean, we've talked before too, about educating clients and that kind of, I think being part of the, part of the job to a degree, depends on what you really want to do. But I would, again, it's, it's, I'm always looking for the value add. And, and, and that's for me, that's one of the parts that I really enjoy about doing business Mm -hmm. is how do I bring a client as much value as possible so I can have the greatest return for my investment of time as possible. I love that part of it. And of course, I'm going to get to build more stuff, more cool stuff. Yeah.
1: I enjoy I enjoy educating them because I mean, a lot of it is a learning process for me too. Yeah. You know, a lot of times they'll ask questions I don't know the answer to, and I'll go find the answer yeah. and give it to them. So it's good it's good from that aspect, but it also it builds their faith in you. Yep. If you're showing knowledge. I just enjoy spreading the word. Kind of, yeah. you know, when you, when you fill a customer with knowledge and they know everything about this table and the wood and the ins and outs of this wood, you know, we're talking about black walnut. There's actually a blight with black walnut. It's getting rare. It may go out in our time. We don't know. Um, Things like that, that when they get the table and they're telling other people about the table, they can present that knowledge that they've learned throughout the process. So that helps them brag on their piece. Yeah. You know, I had this piece custom made. It's actually made out of black walnut and their guests go, oh, oh, that's, that's cool. And they go, you know, I don't know if you know, but black walnut is, it's, it's pretty, it's getting to be rare. It may go. It, it may almost go all died a few decades ago. Anyway, it may yeah. all die in our lifetime yet. Yeah. We don't know there, there are big issues with it. Um, And just any little educational bits, you know. With white oak versus red oak or like we were talking about black walnut, the different species of maple, yeah, you know, spalted or ambrosia, you can Mm. explain to them what creates those patterns and things like that. And it's good for them to know, yes, but it adds value to their table because every time somebody sits down at that table and comments about the wood grain... They're going to explain it to them. No, of
0: course. It's the same thing when you learn about artists growing up in school and stuff. Like mm-hmm. the Sistine Chapel was painted by Mac- Michelangelo. Like, that's cool. It's like, but the other fella he laid on his back on scaffolding and painted it, you know,
1: inches away, just by himself, just up there. Right.
0: Those kinds of little interesting and details. And like, if you bought love. an
1: expensive piece of art for like to hang on your wall. Yeah. Somebody goes, oh, that's really neat. You go, yes, if it is. If it's got a, if it, if it's got a story behind it and an artist, you're not going to go, oh, thanks, man. And that's the end of the that's, sentence. Yeah, you're going to go. Oh, thank you so much. It's actually cool. there's this artist out of uh, Nevada yeah. who's been doing this for 30 years, and they've got this is part of their line, their ocean line. Yeah, where you know, and, and they use these materials. It's Part of the story. It's, it's part of the yeah. It creates the whole, the whole experience.
0: And again, that's it. That and that's another value add is is have them having knowledge about their piece and what makes it special makes them. I think adds real value. It makes it more special yeah, to them. Dollar value. Yeah. And, and then it ultimately adds, adds dollar value. Um, Cause that's, you know, that's all we care about.
1: Exactly. And that's all. That's we care. the only thing that matters.
0: <laughs> you, you know, I, I'm at the, I'm, so I'm working with that small business consultant. That's the conversation we have where I'm trying to find that balance in my pricing between being considered a luxury brand, right? I'm not, I'm not at that level right now that I think I could be that. Yeah. Yet. Um, But I don't, I also don't want to leave money on the table. That's my big thing, especially with this being my full-time job. Now, when I go interact with a client, my goal is not to cheat them, just to present them so much value that I can separate them with as much money as they were ever going to be comfortable with separating with for that project. Yeah. Um, And finding what those right price points are is something I'm, Really starting to dig into. I think we talked a little bit about doing some market research and mm-hmm. things like that. But you know, ultimately, you know, people like, oh, it's all about the money. I mean, to a certain degree, it is. Especially now that we're, you know, we're both full time. For me, it definitely is a factor that I'm weighing in a lot more. I mean,
1: it makes the world go around. Like, makes the world go around. <laughs> if in order
0: for me to keep making awesome wood stuff, I have to get paid to keep making awesome wood stuff. Exactly. Um, and so, yeah, it's uh, finding creative ways to add. Value. I mean, that's just the nature of any good business. Every business that's out there that's successful has found creative ways of adding value, whether it's Facebook or Microsoft or, you know, gosh, Sherwin-Williams or whoever it might, any company Dunkin out Donuts. there. Dunkin' Donuts, right? Ranchwater, whoever it might be. Ranchwater. Ranch Ranchwater. Ranch water. Ranch water. <laughs> ranch <water. laughs> I would love if they're just like, hey, guys, we heard about you guys talking about it. here's some T-shirts and some ranch water. I'd be like,
1: hell yeah. Tell me a 12-pack. That's like 20 bucks. That
0: nice. It would cool if they just threw you a nice, just a, just a $20 bill. They're like, for your next 12-pack there, yeah. bud. Yeah, where you yeah. at? Where you at, Rancho? But, yeah, all these businesses are trying to do constantly is look for ways to add value in a way that makes has a strong return for them. And mm-hmm. if they can do that, you know, there's low-cost ways of doing that. There's high-cost ways of doing that, right? Um, and I think one thing that we're trying to figure out now is just really – where we can start squeezing more of that in so we can start appealing to more of that, more of the clientele that we want kind of thing.
1: Yeah. I think most of that just comes with, with time comes with more projects built. It comes with a better portfolio comes with better skills. Yep. I mean, and all of that stuff comes with time. I would say that consistency over time. It's one of my favorite, favorite kind of sayings that applies um, to, to pretty much anything I think. Consistency over time yields results. Sure. If you're talking about fitness, dieting, it's that simple. Consistency over time yields results. Nothing's yeah. gonna happen fast. If it happens fast, it's not gonna stick. Yep. But consistency over time will get you those results. And same, same with what we're talking about. Consist consistently build things.
0: Well over, and consistently over time,
1: the more time goes by, the more yeah. things you build. The better you get at building them, the more people talk about them. The better you are at quoting them, presenting them, yep, everything, and then eventually you'll find yourself in a position where, in a in a unique position, yeah. Where you have the ability to provide something that not very many people can provide, or anybody, for that matter. Or, yeah, yeah, anybody, Maybe yeah. anybody within a reasonable distance.
0: There's that. Do you, you see that guy on TikTok who builds the big? He's the blacksmith. He's building like these big metal gate doors yes, that are like Max these fairy. Randolph, t- oh my, oh my god. god! That's what I'm saying. I'm like, I want. I'm so curious. We should we should just reach out. Uh, I don't know, just try to get him on this. Yeah. Just because I would love to pick he his got, brain.
1: I saw him when he first got on TikTok. Like yeah, two, when he's like, like ten thousand followers, like two yeah. videos in. Yeah, and then two videos later, he's at like half a million followers. Because it's it, it's so fascinating. He's so pure. All you have to do yeah. is all you have to do is see one video, and you're like, I I love this man. And this work is unreal, and there's no way he's making that with his hands. I got to see more. The guy is so humble yeah. and kind. And oh, he's just, hey, everybody. And he looks, yeah, he's just happy to be he, alive, man. Yeah, and he looks like you'd you'd want him to. Yeah, right? this is at Max Randolph Studios on TikTok. I'm sure he's <sighs> Such something fan. similar on Instagram. It's, it, it's And it's unreal stuff. It's, you know, like a... 8 foot diameter clock in the top of a silo that
0: also rotates with a stained glass panel and it's all yeah. it's
1: all hand cut and it's Giant all gear turning door lock it's amazing it's it's unreal and, and check he, them out
0: and i don't know how much that guy's bringing in
1: uh it's got to be unreal for work like that uh, you you it has to be. you'd think yeah, I hope so. I mean, like one of those big locking mechanism doors. It's taken him six months. It's gotta be 30, 40 grand. Uh, Surely.
0: I mean, you figure this guy's spending. It's he's probably working on those doors for six months plus. So you think yeah. for that kind of specialty yeah, work, like take probably, take you're
1: probably more take
0: more. materials completely out of it.
1: You're probably pushing six figures.
0: I would say six figures for yeah. those stores. I hope I hope that's what he's charging yeah. for it. That's what I would expect it to be. But he's in a position where like, if I wanted that, there's only one person I can think of to call. Yeah. And whatever number he tells me, that's the market that's price. It.
1: Yeah, that's, yeah. What's
0: the market price for these? Whatever that <laughs> whatever one that guy, guy says. Yeah. yeah, whatever he yeah. charges is it. So if you want it, right. okay, you know? Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think a lot of it, I think consistency, I think one thing that I try to do consistently is- not just the same stuff. I try new stuff all the time. I just mm-hmm. try to jump in. I've been doing a lot more of that lately. Like, whether it's a different finish or a different paint or it's a different, uh, gosh, we tried to fill some bad. <laughs> we had a couple pieces on these little benches we were building where they didn't, uh, there were a couple little gaps.
1: And I was like, well, The we one piece didn't meet up with the other piece. Right. There right. was a little space in between.
0: Right. And luckily, it's the inside of a storage bench. It's the that's never going to get seen. It's not a big de- Not a big deal. We're like, we're kind of thinking like, well, let's go grab a couple of things to see what we can. Cause normally I would just like, typically just take it apart, rebuild it. Not a big deal. Uh, but I was like, let's just see if we can salvage this, you know? And so we tried like a couple of different like caulk things. That was terrible. I'll never do that again. Yeah. But we tried uh, like the wood filler with the right tip. And I'm like, that actually worked really well. And I'm part of me is almost like, I wonder if I could get this into a, like, I wonder if they sell empty caulk tubes that I could go put the wood filler in and caulk with the wood filler
1: yeah i've bought wood filler in the tube yeah with the tip on it just to have the tip yep and i'm like like if I, maybe I, I ultimately i would like to buy more than that at a time yeah because it's something you can just put the, put the lid on and put on the shelf and use when you need it yep but you need the tip i need the tip yeah so if you, i mean i guess you could use any kind of applicator
0: yeah i'd have to figure that out but it'd be cool if they sold that even as like a half tube right but just yeah. uh in a caulk gun that i can throw in a caulk gun uh, add it to the list uh, yep. wouldn't it of uh, of Splinters and stuff inventions. bingo, we got that t-shirt rolling. It's oh that's in, true. Uh, it's in the graphic designer's <sighs> hands. <now>. I'm excited. <laughs> that's exciting. Um, but yeah, I would say trying new things is always important to do. Uh, there's that project you and I were talking about before we started recording tonight where it's this desk that I want to build that I'm behind on um, that I because I'm behind, prices on certain things have gone way up which is unfortunate for the client because he was really excited about
1: doing one one thing. And now that's become much more expensive. So I gave him some other options. Anthony ballparked a black walnut project in his head several, several months ago and then shot it over to me a few days ago. And was like, hey, what would you put this at? And I sent it to him and he was like, whoa, like that's a lot more than I had yeah. in mind. Yep. And then he went, sat down with it. And there were, you know, Uh, if if you've got a, if you've got a a table that needs to be built out of six foot boards, chances are you're going to have to buy eight foot boards. That kind of thing. So that played into it. Yeah. Also, you hadn't bought Black Walnut in a little while. It's been a little while. So that played into it. And then you sat down. I was like, well, Walnut's going for this right now. You're going to need this many eight foot boards. Yep. Neither side of your project is eight feet, but you're going to have to buy eight foot boards for the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And he was like, yep, yep, yep. And he went through it and he was like, okay, yeah, that's right. That makes sense. Whoa. He's like, uh, now I have to tell them.
0: Now I have to tell them. (laughs) And so, you know, of course we had some complexity. We wanted to do some breadboard. And so, you know, I told the client, I was like, Hey, it's a guy I know from college. Really nice guy. He's excited to get the, get this done. He's been very patient. And so, you know, I'm willing to take a little bit less on this one because it's, Gonna to go to ultimately go to a friend.
1: It'll be it'll be a, a, it'll a be good a fun project. One. It'll be a fun one too. It's
0: relatively simple. It's something we can kind of bang out, mm-hmm. and then. But the other side of it is like that big miter cut. It's an it's an L desk, an L shaped desk, and we're gonna do it with uh, two the uh, same same depth legs with a miter connecting them at at the at the mate. And I just really I've done miter cuts, but they've been I guess more big bevel cuts. I haven't done like the big miter cut like that and it'll be easy. But so Luke and I talked before, I was like, Hey, I would love to like, have you come by the shop when I do a couple of these things just to, you know, make sure that I'm kind of like on the right page or that you do way more furniture than I do. And so it's a skill that I'm like, let me just make sure I'm doing it right. Make sure I have it set up right. And then, you know, and the biggest thing is if I screw something up, I know I can fix it. I also know that if Luke is there, that he's going to go, this is how you fix it. Right. 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 And that's going to save the guesswork out of that. And so then the breadboard ends. I think I've done, it's been a long time since I've done one. Yeah. And you've got a couple of techniques
1: that you've been working with that I'm curious to learn. And so. Yeah, you can take it. Dominoes are probably the most simple, but true to form, true to function breadboard. Yeah, because the domino is wide enough that you can slot it. You can leave your breathing room. Yep. You can draw bore it. You can get it all done with dominoes. But then you're with the dominoes, you're kind of sacrificing that strength of lifting up on the end of the table, lifting up on the breadboard. Yeah. Now the dominoes are strong enough that you can do it. Yeah. And I've done it. I've, I I do that method a lot. But the more solid option is the true, you know, mortise and tenon breadboard yeah that you know you're kind of familiar with as the the real deal right um which i've done several of those too and there it takes more time but you just feel so much better about it It because it, it's you're it's, doing it you're yeah, it doing appears it, more solid you're doing it like the craftsman hundreds of years <laughs> the, the quote right way right it. and it is it is the right way yeah. and there's 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 no better way to put together a breadboard and maintain the most strength, but also add the, also have the most availability for the, you know, table. To yeah, you have a more track. resilient piece. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. So there's, I mean, you can, you, and you can pick it. There, there are multiple options in between those. Um, it just ultimately depends on how much time you want to spend. Cause none of them are more expensive. You're dealing with the same amount of materials. Yeah. So, but yeah. No,
0: ultimately, yeah, I was trying to always learn stuff and uh, going back to what you're saying about consistency over time. I I, 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 can't agree more with that, and I'm, I'm excited to see where things kind of go with more time in this seat, um, how things change, and
1: uh, yeah. While we're in a between topic lull, yeah, I, I, I got to take a leak. Between topic lull, I got to take a leak, and then we can. I got a little bit of real estate fun to talk about, so. We can jump into that after I go. Wee wee. Okay. Wee wee. Wee. All right. We're back from our. I
0: mean, almost on the dot every time. One hour pee break. This is when the show goes one way or the other. Typically.
1: Yeah. I I just read an interesting yik yak. It said I love how we almost stopped smoking, but then they made it fruit flavored and we folded. Yeah. It was uh just hilarious. I'm not a I'm not a vapor, but literally, I think everybody in the world but me vapes right now. I would say 90% – from ages 6
0: to 78, I would say everyone vapes. Yeah, for the yeah. most part. Um, they did a terrible thing. I mean, a brilliant thing, really. I think they – I was telling you, I think they went to kindergarten classes, and I said, what are your favorite flavors? They don't have to even be real. Combine things that have never been combined the, before. The Go mar- crazy. The marketing. Yeah, they're like – they. You know who I feel bad for is is Jewel because they're like you can't have fun flavors and then they stop them and then
1: I don't understand the legality. I don't understand, the legality. I don't understand the legality of that because like Alex was a, a juul er, yeah, and then they outlawed somehow outlawed flavored tobacco, yeah, vapor for one company, but then the pops were like the next one to come out. There's four hundred at a Gas station. There's thirty seven thousand different flavors and brands and and you get the pop and it it's individually packaged and there's gotta be a dollar in packaging. Yeah, they're disposable. Well that's they come in this packaging it's all like metallic, holographic. You open it up, it's almost like opening up an Apple product. It's yeah. inset into a nice little uh, oh, yeah. nice little cardboard thing. It's got a little yeah. fold-out packet that comes with it that tells you how you're going to die, I guess. Yes. That's
0: right. There's a
1: whole deal about it.
0: Our great-grandchildren will be rummaging through fields of Keurig K cups and uh, disposable nicotine devices. Yeah. That will never decay on this planet.
1: I just think about having a kid who's like 13 right now. Yeah. Guaranteed they're vaping. Yeah. And what are you gonna do about it? Nothing.
0: The, they they taste better than candy. The candy cigarettes, and those are actual candy. Yeah, I think candy cigarettes need to step it up. I mean, compete. do you,
1: do you want your kid consuming like shitloads of sugar or just nicotine vaping? Yeah. You know, um, I don't
0: know. I guess. I think the answer is coming as soon as both, right? <laughs> yeah. um, actually, sweetened. The sugar nicotine <laughs> devices. I think what it'll be is nicotine gummy bears, right? Oh, they have God. CBD gummies, right? Why not that's, have nicotine gummy bears?
1: That's fair. That, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Sorry. It's real it bad. Oh, in. yeah. We can, we can jump back on that later. Nah. No, l- a <laughs> little bit of real estate fun. Um, so we've got that house off of the square that is was pretty well dilapidated. We're fixing up. We've got it. All the foundation work done, we've got it framed up, and the uh, some folks reached out to us who were interested in it, and it turns out the um, the guy's dad was actually born in that house. Oh, that's cool. This house was built in 1943. Wow. And the guy's dad was born in the house, so the guy had reached out to uh, Ty and I, just wanted to talk about it, kind of, what are y'all doing with it, are you interested in selling it? Feeling it out. So I met with them today and it was cool. I had met with them at the house. They're oh, nice. In, they're in Nashville now, but his dad grew up there in Winchester. Oh, cool. And the guy calls me he said, um, I guess he had done a little research, try to figure out who we are. He's like, the only thing I could find is your, uh, was a, a Dr. Johnson's obituary. And I asked my dad, Did you know a Dr. Johnson? He said, Yeah, he did. He did my first and only surgery 60 years ago. He said, hmm. He said, "Are you related to Doctor Johnson?" I said, "Yeah, that's my grandpa." Yeah, which that's that's how everybody older than the age of fifty knows me. Are sure. You, are you Doc Johnson's grandson? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he took out my appendix, or he delivered my firstborn, or yeah. whatever. You know, it was kind of a doctors were all trades. Yeah, at that point. But it was cool to get them in the house. And he said, "Yeah, I was. I was." He's an older, older fellow. He said, "Yeah, I was delivered in that room." Dr. Smith sat on the, that front porch. It was a hot August day, and he just sat sat out there till I was ready to come out into this world. And then he gave me the history, and I guess the house has been in the family. And Oh, cool. Uh, so they were interested in buying it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if... I don't think either one of them wants to live in it. I think the guy's interested in just owning it. Yeah. Renting it, you know, but just owning the Keep property. Keeping it in the family. Yeah. So I told him... Um, Basically what we came up with We're you know, we'll just go full disclosure on numbers because it's no secret. And this is what I told him today. So we bought it at 40, mm-hmm. the house and the lot. We're about 25 into the renovation right now. So we're 65 in it total. We're figuring to have the house completely done. We'll be 120 in it. Mm-hmm. It's a roughly a thousand square foot, three, two will be virtually new construction. Yeah. So we think it'll appraise, and it's right off the square in town. We think it's going to appraise about one seventy five.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, that puts our profit at fifty five. Mm-hmm. So the guy and we're planning on keeping it as a uh, that would give us fifty five in equity, and then we're going to rent it, and it'll probably rent for twelve or thirteen hundred dollars a month. Sure, which sounds insane, but it's that's fair price in this market. Mm-hmm. Um, so we stand to make a lot of money on on this thing over time. They want it from a sentimental value. And I was talking to the guy today. I said, we don't want to sell this. Our plan is to hold on to this and continue to make money off of it. Yeah. So any numbers we discuss are going to be inflated for that reason. you're getting the, I don't want to sell it price.
0: Yeah. You're getting the, I was going to pull profit from this place for 10 years while growing equity at the same time.
1: Yeah. So, and and he was very understanding. He's he's a businessman himself. He understands how this stuff works. You know, so, okay. That being said, you know, we're about uh, 65 in it. We're looking at making 55 profit. And then, so that would put us at 120 for the as is right now. Yeah. If today. we stop working on it today and sell it to you. Mm-hmm. And then we added. I was I was at one thirty five, but Ty's also. Ty was kind of thinking more along the lines of, if we can make the same amount of profit but get it now, sure, I'm good with it. Yeah, but bird I'm in thinking, the hand, yeah, yeah. So we kind of met in between, and it were, I told the guy one twenty five. I said, as it sits right now, we're at one twenty five. But every dollar that we spend, obviously, that number changes.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Alternatively. You can let us finish this thing out and then buy it from us. We're figuring it appraising 170 to 175 And I told him, I said, once we're all said and done, we'll sell it to you for 190 mm-hmm. That's the I don't want to sell it price.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, so they... I had a great visit with them. Like I said, yeah. learned a bunch of history. He, they, that's awesome. He knew my family, and it was that's so cool. Yeah, great people. You know, it he he's interested in other business in the area. He was interested in what we're doing in other sections, and if, good networking. So that's that's just kind of the an example of the fluidity that you run into. I'm going to stop talking over your mic noises. Sorry, was well, it making you
0: okay? All
1: right, hi.
0: Yeah, okay. Sorry.
1: <laughs> so that's a good example of the fluidity that comes along with this kind of real estate stuff that that we're doing with rentals mm-hmm. and flips and all that stuff. You know, we've looked at buying flips that are in a similar position, framed up, plumbing and electrical done, but that's it, and for some reason they stopped and it's for sale. Yeah. That kind of stuff happens too. And you got to be ready for that stuff. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not emotionally invested in this house, but I'm excited about it. Yeah. It's, it's, on, cool a, it's on the square. It's on a cool street. It's just off the square. Yeah. It's kind of, you know, you picture those different colored houses. Like we've talked about It's It's kind of one of those. Mm-hmm. So it'll be really neat. And it was cool. He asked me, he said, what, why didn't y'all just doze it and start over? And the numbers, you know, if we had dozed it and started over, the numbers aren't very much different. We might yeah. we might have saved ten or fifteen thousand going yeah. the route we're going. Mm-hmm. But it's been a lot more work. Not for us, for the contractors. But I told the guy, I was like, it's also just kind of the the romanticism of it. You know, the yeah. house the house has been here for so long. It doesn't hold any historic value. It's been in a family that nobody knows who they are or anything. Yeah. It's a small house. But yeah, it's just kind of romantic being able to bring it back to life. Yeah. And the layout's pretty similar to what the original layout was. So that's what I told him. I said, I don't really have a good answer for that question. Mm-hmm. I don't know why we didn't just doze it. But we we wanted to see if we could kind of bring it back. And um, so that's where we're at with it. That's cool. If they buy it great, I'm still torn about it. You know, I'd like to get the profits right now. But it's also going to be a great house to hold on to, so I kind of want to do that too. But if they make it worth our time, we'll reinvest elsewhere.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've had that same. I've had you know the random callers like we're interested in buying your home. Of course, it's never an actual anything good deal kind of. Thing.
1: Those people are offering well below market. Yeah, but yeah, the I told- people wanting it for sentimental value, they're gonna sure. They're going to pay above market for it.
0: Yeah. I I could see, you know, the whole plan, the whole time with this house, my, my plan was to not sell this house and use it as a investment property. And now that it's basically done at this point, you're going to get my, I don't want to sell it price. Mm -hmm. Right. Leading up to that, I was always curious, like, I wonder what I could actually sell it for in the meantime, you know, there's different appraised values. And it's so funny too, because I've (laughs) looking back, I'm like, I wonder if I had just done nothing to this house. and. Uh, just sat on it for five years. What kind of equity growth I would
1: have had, and mm-hmm. then wouldn't have been bad
0: at, no, at, all. at all. Honestly,
1: um, if you bought it, sat on it for until now, I'd be up about the same. Funny enough,
0: almost the same.
1: I was gonna say, dozed it and sold the lot, yeah, <laughs> You'd still make money.
0: Yeah, that's possible too. Yeah, it's uh. Yeah, it's it's so fun. I think I I think I made my numbers tell me that I made about twenty percent more by doing all the work instead of not. So of course, mathematically that tells me I should have done nothing, right? Because exactly. how much time and expense <laughs> and all years. that stuff? Yeah. Now, granted, how much did I,
1: you learn though?
0: Everything. You, you went know? to college. I mean, yeah. You was,
1: you went to you went to uh, home remodel college basically. I went to home
0: remodel college on scholarship, yep. essentially, right? <laughs> You know, and I wouldn't trade that out for anything. And so it's uh, that, yeah, the whole journey of the things you go on. Well, that's like
1: that's like we've preached before on your on your first flip. If you think you're going to make a little bit of money on your first flip, great. But even if you break even, you've learned so much. You know, we just bought last weekend. We bought ten acres. Yeah, up in Winchester, we bought it at auction. And we've not done this before. Mm-hmm. So we bought 10 acres. It's got a trailer on it, but we can't decide if we're going to try to sell. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's in pretty bad shape. So I don't know if we're going to try to sell the trailer or just leave it on the lot and let whoever buys the lot deal with it. If yeah. they want to doze it and build a house, great. If they want to rebuild the trailer, great. Yeah. But um, we're going to split it up into nine building, building lots. Mm-hmm. Three of them are on the main road. And the other six will be off an adjacent road, and it's a, it's we've got a lot of people telling us we're stupid for paying what we paid for it. Mm-hmm. I don't think we are. The numbers, the numbers add up to me to almost we may make six figures off this deal. Nice, off of a hundred eighty thousand dollar investment. Mm-hmm. But if we are bad wrong, we could break even on it. Yeah. You Know honestly, I could take it to the there was one person who bid me up from 160 to 180. Mm-hmm. Could take it to her for sell it for 179, yeah, lose a thousand dollars and be out of it, but learn how all this works, yeah, buying a few weird tracts of land, putting them together, splitting them up into building lots, marketing to developers, yeah, and selling it and seeing how that goes. And it, it's kind of the same way, I fully expect that we'll make plenty of money off of it like i said but even if we don't we've learned that side of the game yeah you know we've dealt with houses we've done yeah. that we've kind of learned we've learned a lot about that still have a whole lot to learn but yeah. we've learned a lot about <laughs> yeah. it yeah but don't know anything about a land deal yeah so this is not an it's not a great ideal land deal you know, i wasn't bidding against a bunch of people and our our top dollar was Well, higher than what a lot of people were willing to pay for it. Mm -hmm. But I still saw money there could be bad wrong. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, we will have learned something out of it. Yeah. And I think that's a big thing to do when you're starting out. Don't be afraid of breaking even. Don't be afraid of just making a little bit of money. Yeah. Every deal doesn't have to be a killer 40, 50% profit deal. No. Because if you're learning from it and breaking even, you've still gotten value. That's still a win. Yeah. So something to, something to stick in your pocket. If you're thinking about making your first or second move. What, yeah. Doing whatever. On yeah. any, literally anything. If you're thinking about buying whatever equipment it takes to make those custom tumblers. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're going to have some money invested. And if you don't sell enough to break even, you've learned how to create a brand, mm-hmm. how to create a business, how to create a website, or how, how, to, create, create not to. how yeah. to create an Etsy shop. Mm-hmm. What not to do, how to deal with customers, how to deal with problem customers, how, how good it feels to deal with good customers. Mm-hmm. You learn so many things. You don't have to make money on these initial endeavors. No. And you even get big hitters. I mean, people who are set for life and are just doing business still have break-even deals. Yeah. And learn from them and keep rolling.
0: I, and beyond that, where you lose? Right. Or you lose. There's, I mean, there has been one or two projects that I think one, one or two that I've broken even on and then one that I've ended up in the hole on. Okay. You know? Yeah. Lesson learned. You know, what either did, I think I, I really just didn't charge enough. I I, didn't charge enough and B didn't do it. Uh, I spent too much. Didn't charge enough and spent too much building it. It's too much time, underbid my hours and those kinds of things.
1: And the only way you really lose is if you somehow get through that process without learning something.
0: Yeah, we've said that before. We'll say it again.
1: I mean, the the only real failure. Yeah, I don't think you can say that one enough.
0: Yeah, the only only real failure is to like make a mistake and learn nothing. And to turn around and do it again. (laughs) They say successful people fail. You know, fail all the way to success, kind of thing, right? You're constantly fail forward. That's right. I mean,
1: you're constantly testing. We were going to get, we get a cliche fart machine. That's what it was. That's right. Yeah. I fail like that. forward. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's uh, it, but it's I don't know. It's so true. I I've become much more okay with that idea. I mean, <laughs> I just went and bought a car. That's a talk about a risk. Yeah, thing. I was going to
1: see if we were going to go into that. No. Yeah, I yeah, guess yeah. you posted about it on Yeah,
0: Facebook, yeah, yeah. So, so it's, it's out it's there. Love. So me and uh, Sam's brother, Alex, we call him Bubba here at home. So Bubba. It's weird to hear his real name. Uh, yeah, he doesn't have a real name. It's <laughs> Bubba. That's his real name. You know, he's been <clears> – <throat> he's he's a car nut. JDM, you know, Japanese import cars, especially 90s stuff. He's he's all about it. And, and I've always liked those cars too. So he and I talk a lot about it. And he's got a 1990 uh, – um was it 300 ZX?
1: And no, all uh, those 90s cars were like the dream cars when we were in high school. Yeah, bingo. Yeah. And I couldn't afford them. Then. The Fast and the Furious cars.
0: Yeah. The, the so original
1: ones before they were doing like super I was, cars.
0: I was hot on the Supra and then they put it in a movie and made sure that
1: no one could ever afford it ever again. And, uh, yeah. I've always loved the Toyota Supra, but I no, pass two Supras on my way to the shop every day. There's nice. a white one that's like, uh, Mid to late '90s, mm-hmm. like that gen. Yeah, the, Mark IV. Yeah, and then a, a new one, mm-hmm. a black one. Oh, nice. Yeah, and I pass them just about every day on the way to, and then on the way home I'll pass the black one if it's if I'm leaving early enough to like come back and podcast. Nice. I saw him saw him twice today. Nice. (laughs) Yeah. So he and I talk about the cars all
0: the time, and you know he's been like, you know, come on, let's get let's get you in a '90s car because he loves working on them. He works at a Toyota Mazda right now, and um, you know he worked at a car dealership. He's just all about car stuff. In fact, I've been trying to talk to him and get his entrepreneurial thing up. We just got him to open an Instagram called uh, his his name. Bubba comes from uh, a Filipino nickname, uh, bad boy. And uh, I was like, let's call it Bad Boy Customs, you know, just own, own the uh, nickname. It, it means pig, actually, which is funny because he was just apparently like chunky little baby. So they funny call him pig.
1: And then Bubba. Because Bubba, <laughs> yeah. now, now that he's in Alabama, it's, it's Bubba is just like, it's, it's, it's Bubba. Which Hold is funny because
0: he's he's got to be like a, a, a buck 20, you yeah. know. And so uh, it's, it's a great nickname for him but I'm trying to talk him into doing like a little, I was like, Hey, let's go. You know, I've been telling him before, like, Hey, if you see a cool car that you think we could work on, let's jump into it and go do some stuff and go flip it. Right. And go see what we can sell it for. You
1: need need some more stuff to do.
0: Right. Well, you know, I was joking. I was like, you know, now that my hobby has really become my business, I I need a hobby. (laughs) you know. (laughs) And so we went out and I actually found a, a, what I think is a great deal on a, three thousand uh, 1991 uh 3000 gt vr4 it's a uh, twin turbo it pop-up headlights just classic yeah like and it's like the underdog they're it, twin turbo all-wheel drive active aero active steering active exhaust well, two-door
1: sports car yeah they they're, have, they're slick if you if you're not familiar with them they we'll post a, a picture it's on a very fan. neat it's a very neat older car. It's it's got. It's tech, quite, uh, I wouldn't call it quite. I guess it really is retro at this point. It's an antique. In our, in our, yeah, <laughs> officially, but in yeah. our mind, it's really not. Because like when we were in high school, there were there were. It around. was like the dream. Like you 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 couldn't get. That was the car you couldn't get. It was one of the cars you couldn't get. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you might settle for the Dodge Stealth. Yeah, because it kind of looked like it, but it was yeah. a Dodge Stealth at that point. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> so we found the found this deal on it, and. Um, and basically, you know, same kind of thing of just like, all right, you know, my plan with the car is like, it'll be fu- something fun for me and uh, Sam's brother to work on together and play with, do some photo shoots, take it to a couple car meets and stuff. I was like, but I'm not going to, my plan is to not get super emotionally attached to it and fix it's it on a long-term investment. No, yeah. it, this is a, maybe I'll have it for a year kind of thing. And then. We'll do a couple things too. And I know that I'll make money on it. And worst case scenario, I break even or lose very little on this deal. And have fun. And I have fun along the way, you know? And so that's same kind of thing. Normally I'd be like, I can't believe I would just go through, especially right now when I've just jumped into my business full time and I've got a whole remodel going on.
1: You just gave up your uh, steady income. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, let me just go jump into this thing. You bought a frivolous car purchase. Yeah, but I, I do look at it as an investment.
0: Um those cars have gone up in value five to ten percent annually for the past uh, I've looked at a trend on it. But anyways, and no uh, reason
1: that it won't continue to do so.
0: Yeah, I, I really don't
1: see any reason why it wouldn't.
0: So uh yeah, so it's just little stuff like that where it's just you know, I've become less afraid through jump and we've I think we've talked about this before. We say
1: that a lot. <laughs> what are you doing before? Saturday morning? This Saturday? Uh I don't know. I want you to take me for a ride in it.
0: Uh, I can't. Oh, the ECU is bad. It's got a misfire on cylinder five.
1: Oh, did so, you drive it back?
0: No, we trailered it. Did you trailer both of them back? No, the other one's still down there. I got to go back for it.
1: Oh, Okay. And the other one was, was supposed the other
0: one was supposed to have the part this one needed. It didn't. So I have to get convenient. The, this is falling apart. Yeah. <laughs> the, the I've already found that I, I can buy the part. Uh, I can get this the part Are you I need. Sure. To refer. That that's
1: the only reason it's not running.
0: Uh, yeah, I talked to the mechanic. Uh, who's working on it, yeah. So the, I'm pretty sure. But again, it's one of those things where even <laughs> even if it's not, yeah. it, it almost doesn't matter. Uh, the, de- the deal is for a, a running car with an issue and a parts car. Same mm-hmm. year, same model, everything. And the parts car just happens to not have the part you need. Yeah, Because well, I think what they actually ended up doing was swapping that one into it. And that one, the, they're notorious for this particular issue with it. They The ECU has capacitors in it like every ECU does. And the way it's mounted sideways is that capacitors, as they age, they'll leak the electrolytic fluid out. And then it'll, if it was flat, it would kind of pool around one area. (laughs) Anyways, they're known for this issue. So (laughs) I can send this thing off and have it refurb for a couple hundred bucks, or I can upgrade it to a modern OBD2 um, sensor compatible, tunable ECU for about triple the price. Um, I think ultimately I'll end up on that route. Um, and then of course, see yeah, if something doesn't work, I can just no, plug a little thing in there. But anywho, it's just, you know, it's through, throughout making more of these, just like you are, I think you're finding more confidence and just kind of just being like, yeah. ah, screw it. You know, what's the worst that happens? I lose nothing and learn something. Exactly. Or lose okay. a
1: thousand bucks. Or a couple, a couple something.
0: grand and learn something. Like, like, as long like, how much would you pay to learn about this? I don't know. Probably. You know, college class is what, 1500 bucks. Okay, I'd pay about that to learn this. Okay, so if you can equate it like that, what's the education in this cost you? If you can spend less than that, then you've made somewhat of a good... I think yeah, that's it's, how it's I still, rationalize it's still,
1: it. It's still a good investment. I mean, right. Still, as long as you're not putting yourself in a bad spot. Right. Yeah. You know, you're, you're paying... You know, If you do lose out on a deal, you're, you're paying to learn. Yeah. And if the deal breaks even, you're learning for free. Yep. And if the deal goes well... You're getting paid you're to learn. learning on scholarship. Yeah, yeah you are paid right. to learn. That's
0: right. You got a stipend from the university. Bingo. You know? And so I've I try to take that approach where I can, and it's been great. It, I learned I've learned stuff all
1: the time. I and that's one thing. I just love learning. That's one of my yeah, things. How much about did me. how much did you know about ambulances this time last year? Uh zero. How much do you know now? Six. Six.
0: That's good. <laughs> that's, that's better. Six it's more than you need. Six more than I know. Six more than you. Knew. <laughs> Oh God, I can't, I can't wait to get that. I need to get, get that requoted for wraps and stuff. Cause that kind of just fell off the radar. We were doing everything else, but now I'm,
1: I've got a, uh, it's, it's like the last but thing you see I mean, done. That wasn't something that you always had, always had the opportunity to take that deal. That deal presented itself. So you had to take it, whether you could act on it now, obviously yeah. you can't act on it right now. You've got too many things going on yeah. and it's not necessary. Right. But you've made the deal and it's now in your court. Right, just waiting on you to to learn on. It. You're not spending any money by holding on to it. You know, you're no. paying insurance on it. Nope. But whatever.
0: Yeah, I'm super excited about that. I yeah. I'm torn because I really want to start putting it to work and I don't really want to start putting
1: it to work until it has the wrap. If anybody's listening who's not familiar, the TLDR version is Anthony traded a boat that he had for an ambulance. And the plan is to have the ambulance as a work truck. Yep, that's basically correct. Basically, an install on site. He'll outfit it with tools. Full
0: shop. Yeah, full shop capability. Uh,
1: can run tools from power on board. You know, it's basically a built-in generator. Basically, an ambulance is a work truck that's been outfitted for medical use. Yeah. So you just outfit it for work use, Bingo. and then it's a work truck again. Yeah. And
0: it's I'm so excited. I I, I want to get it wrapped. I just don't. I would love to figure out how to do it for under three grand. Yeah. That's kind of my approach. And I had that before, but I just got to go get, basically it's been months. So I just need to go get everything re make sure everyone's still up to date on that stuff. And then I'll probably go drop it off somewhere. Cause I've, as we're starting to move shops and stuff, cause we're moving kind of every week, we're moving a little bit of stuff over to the new shop. Mm-hmm. There's stuff that I'm like, this stuff lives on the ambulance. There's, I, in fact, I've bought some new tools just to go live on the ambulance. And so I need to go get it outfitted so I could actually start taking it as the work truck yep. and not show up looking too ridiculous in just an actual ambulance. looks like a,
1: yeah, it's like because it's some it's of the a fire the, rescue ambulance, fire so rescue it's still ambulance. got like the remnants of the fire rescue decals. On some it. of the
0: decals have been taken off. Most of them haven't. So it just needs all that taken. Even if all that was taken off <clears throat> and I thought about getting some closeout plates for some of the lights and stuff like that mm-hmm. just to make it. Less flashy, Look less like an ambulance. <laughs> <laughs> he said less flashy. Um, yeah, exactly. But and but
1: ultimately, a part of it to me, that's part of the appeal. Small sidebar, we're talking about flashy. Mm-hmm. Why do tow trucks get obnoxious flashing lights? I don't, I don't know. I, I, I can't to, think of why a tow truck is an emergency. Other than to get the wreck out of the way and clear traffic. I get that. But after okay, that. Okay, let's say you need, I'll settle to say you need flashy lights to get to the wreck. I get that. Yeah. Okay. But when you've got a car on your tow truck, you don't need flashy lights. You're no bigger, You're you're smaller than an 18-wheeler. Yeah. They don't get flashy blinding, here I am, get out of my way lights. Yeah. If you've got the car hooked up, you're not in a hurry no. to go where you need mm-hmm. to go. And I've never gotten a good answer about why they get emergency vehicle lights. I've seen ambulances with people in the back
0: without their lights on. Yeah. And I'm wondering, yeah, same thing. I I do expect soon
1: to become a, an expert on flashing lights on vehicles. Well, please make it a point to learn why a tow truck gets on And like a tractor. Yeah. If there's a listener out there who can answer this, because here's my conundrum on
0: private property, I should be able to turn those lights and flashes on as much as I want. Now, if I do that at the end of my driveway and traffic stops as a result, am I violating any road laws? Now, certainly if I'm out there on the street, flashing lights and all these things, I could see that there's driveway,
1: but I'm but I'm not private property.
0: I'm in my driveway. If the vehicle stopped, that's their choice. And if you I back probably up, probably
1: have to adhere to the thirty uh, foot easement or whatever it is on a city road. Ooh, interesting. So back up in the driveway a little. bit. Back up in the driveway,
0: and then as soon as they get to think edge, you're at the
1: house. They're not going to.
0: They're not going to do anything. Well, there might be some looky loos who slow down a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder at what point in my driveway do I have to turn them off? <laughs> and <laughs> you and can, can look can up. I, the,
1: you can look up that easement.
0: Yeah, I'm curious what that is. I just need to. I should call the fire department and just
1: be like, Yo, what's up? You're also right beside the hospital. Who's going to ask questions?
0: So so funny enough, I think, I don't know how much we talked about all my fun with propane at the new house. But there was the propane tank that was falling over. Uh And of course, I don't know anything about this stuff. I called. How the the fuck did that fall over? Did you find out? So it was on two cinder blocks and it was light because it was empty. Okay. Right. They filled it up with 200 gallons of propane
1: okay so probably one side settled
0: and one side had settled and so okay. it just was the supports sense. were in the wrong spot so they ended up raising it back up and putting when a couple was the of last supports time it had propane in it i dude i don't know it, it had been raining so 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 much recently too so i Still, think when that they tank it, has
1: been there for figured, ever, at least 20
0: years yeah easily yeah it just it <laughs> had its time you know and uh so, anyways, when that leak was happening, or when, the, when it was falling over, I was like, well, cool, I have a bomb on my property. By gotta- falling over, Anthony pulled up one day and the propane tank was on its side. It was leaning at 45 yeah. when yeah. I got there. By the time we were done, it was on its side. Oh, so it was slowly falling. It, well, what was holding it up was the copper tube going underground from it, mm-hmm. the the plumbing going from it. So I called fire and rescue. Or they called 911, one. They showed up. I was like, "Hey, I don't know. What, I don't know what to do." So, good luck. You know, <laughs> I hope the neighborhood doesn't blow up, kind of thing. And uh, we were all in the truck, like at the construction That's site. That's the
1: difference in me and you. I didn't even know how to go turn it off. I would have investigated at my at my peril.
0: Yeah. Nope. No, thank you. <laughs> I have a lot. I had a
1: lot going on. You know, I'm
0: like, eh, not worth it. You know, my sister That's and fair. my girlfriend are there. They and they were close in the truck. I
1: was. I don't want to be like, hey, you guys should go park far i'm gonna go take a look i walked up slow just kind of listening for a leak if yep. i couldn't hear anything kind of keep walking till i could get eyes on a gauge yeah am i
0: smelling anything yeah no gas
1: and finally get the balls to get close to the gauge and as soon as it read zero i've been like all right we're cool yeah we're, we're cool we, we can deal with so this. it did read zero but that's because it was sideways uh, that's fair yeah so the fire department
0: told me the tank was empty it was not thankfully and it was all the <laughs> gas but uh yeah, they they were big fans of the fire truck. They're like... So, of course, they've got like... Of the ambulance. No, the ambulance. The ambulance, yeah. So, like, two uh, fire truck and, like, two, uh, you know, uh, volunteer fire department trucks pull up. And then they all stop. They go, so where'd you get the ambulance? They <laughs> get the whole story with them. And I'm freezing outside. Like, oh, I traded my boat for it. You know? <laughs> That's awesome, man. These things are... What are you going to use it for? This? Oh, that Well, it'll be great for that, you know? <laughs> yeah, I think we actually used to have one of these models over here. So... I think if I really have any good questions about it, I just need to pull up at any fire station and just be like, hey, guys, can you guys help me out with this? And they'd be like, this is ridiculous. We love it. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And so They're not doing anything anyways. No. What what do firefighters really do? They eat as a group. How often do you see firefighters fighting fires? Is it even a real job? It's like baby squirrels. Like, where are they? Yeah. Has
0: anyone seen one?
1: Baby pigeons. Mm. Are they real? I mean, I've seen them on like Chicago Fire. Oh, on TV but, shows, you know, I'm not seeing a lot of. <laughs> this is this is total lies. I've seen fire. Oh my god, they work action. so hard. They do, they do <laughs> it's a such thing. a hard job. I would not want that. I'm all for cutting all kinds of funding, but not to the fire station. Give them more, please. <laughs> yeah. yeah, let them fight those fires.
0: Yeah, I. Uh, I'm what I'm thinking. I could end up doing though is why can't I essentially get tow lights on my fire or fire truck, my my ambulance. And just replace the blue and reds, or the red and whites, with orange. I think if the
1: tow trucks get them, everybody should get them.
0: Yeah. Why can't I get...
1: My truck's bigger than the average vehicle. Yeah.
0: I think it should get
1: flashy lights. I think
0: it should get flashy lights. I think... You know who should get less flashy lights? Police at nighttime pulling someone over. Thank you. Uh, I'm defund fund what you want defund,
1: defund led lights Defund the led department led yeah. department it's, fund fund the police i'm i'm all for funding yeah, yeah. the police I, there's enough data to to present <laughs> that if you fund police you have you have better areas because they do a damn good job sure yeah take their leds away but my you know, god so maybe bright. we should go back to the one that <laughs> Just spins so like around the gumball <laughs> yeah you can have you can have three gumballs sure my thing is, I but know that... when you create a hazard... I can't see anything By else. pulling somebody over? The lights now are ridiculous. Yeah, not only
0: is it bright, it's also blue. It's like a bug zapper light. I'm drawn to it. And right? then you get by it
1: and you're going... I still can't see. You're blinking, trying to... You're just holding the steering wheel straight, looking for the, like, the yellow line. Kind of like you do when somebody's yeah. high-beaming you. You look down the hood of your car and just keep it with the line. Yeah. That's what you have to do when you go by these cops at night.
0: I like it on the back. I've seen a couple now where... They'll switch the, when they pull over and they're stopped, Mm -hmm. the backlight goes to orange. Yes. Love that. Yes. Way less bright. I've also seen one where- the front
1: light doesn't need to
0: stay bright. Well, if they want to blind whoever they're pulling over and make sure that they're safe, I I can see that. Because in my rear view, I'm past it. I don't love it. They could turn off. They could turn off fifty percent of the lights. You want, that's
1: why they give them mag lights. So if you want to blind whoever <laughs> it is, true. you've got a mag light. Yeah, they
0: could. They could reduce the front light by fifty percent and the back light by about ninety yep. percent. The other one I saw was like a kit night rider, like the little dot in the front of the car. Mm-hmm. I've seen one where was just a blue dot that goes back and forth in the back. That's of the nice. T- that's, 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 that's nice, it's nice taste, too. It's tasteful. It's tasteful. What I hate is pulling up and I'm like, I, you're on the highway. It's the middle of nowhere. It's pitch black out. So it, was, it was almost pitch black, and then with that. The cop car on the side. All you can see is the cop car, anything. and twenty feet in front of you. I'm like, is there a deer? Is there another yeah. car? Why are we? I guess I'll slow down so I don't right. run into something. It's there to defund the LED lights, please.
1: That's- I'm gonna start a. <laughs> so bright. Let's start. You know, you got GoFundMe. I'm Let's start me. a defund. <laughs> a defund, a me. defund <laughs> me. It's kind of like, uh, kind of like, kind of like petition.org. <laughs> defund me.org right oh man to where you just get signatures so it's like it's like a petition yeah but it's defund me.org where you get petitions specifically to defund things yeah these things cost this much mm-hmm. and for every vote we'll pull a
0: dollar out of that Bingo. you know dollar
1: out of that pile present it to the county and be like look i got this many signatures dim your lights i get it from the officer's
0: perspective of like I wanna be the only thing people can see so they know I'm there, you know? Okay. But I I, you could do that with twenty five percent of the lights. Who do you think made that happen? Was it the police was it the LED the LED company being like, Do you guys want no one to see? And they're like, That sounds pretty cool. I think
1: it's I think it's just a a result of everybody trying to be the best that they can be. You know, the Mm -hmm. companies that are building these lights. You can never settle for what you've got. You've always got to improve. Yeah. If you're talking about hazard lights, how do you improve them? You make them brighter, right? These got to be 220-volt systems. (sighs) There's no telling. They're so bright. Well, they're LEDs. They don't pull a lot of power. I know, but there's so many of them. (laughs) The technology. (laughs) I don't know. But I stand by it. (laughs) Tow trucks don't need flashy lights. Yeah. And we could really dial back the boys and blues lights. Just a little bit. No, okay, just a, a lot, lot of it. Just, just a lot, lot of, of it. Let's be real. A lot yeah. of it. Yeah. It daytime, I don't have an issue. No, you the, I I think But you should have a night mode that reverts back to like twenty years ago. Yeah. The
0: daytime the LEDs are great because you can see that they stand those lights you can see great. They need the daytime. to and
1: it doesn't kill your peripherals for five minutes. Yeah, nighttime it's just it's. I'm like. I'm like. I'm like. You gotta know, right? Especially if you're like, if you're if you're drinking and driving, or if you're high or something. It's really it's impaired. It's So distracting. It's really distract. You're already focusing. Right? I'm just
0: trying to. You're hold already on.
1: focusing on keeping it between the lines without distractions. Yeah. And then you've got this stuff just beaming your nervousness. I mean it's it's already nervous it's enough a lot to to ask. smuggling things across state lines, Exactly. Right? Thank you. And so Thank you. like and I'm you're already to my like- anxiety. <laughs> that makes me more dangerous <laughs> as a driver. I mean, come on, it's it's not safe. It's yeah, it's just it's really just dangerous for right. for everyone. It's re- it's particularly dangerous for impaired drivers. Yeah.
0: <laughs> If you're not impaired, you will be. And if you are, I mean, good luck. Oh man.
1: <laughs> just yeah. I hope you're buckled. I hope there's a taco bell nearby. <laughs> oh, just okay. swing in, grab a bite, and take ten. I just you know? pull just pull over your cell, just like I'll wait till they're done. <laughs> <laughs> oh my it's
0: yeah, it's like it, they're so bright that I can't even tell how far away they are. Yep. That's the worst thing. Though. It's like at the end of a long stretch, I'm like, Am
1: I are we when are we passing this? Are they driving still? Are yeah. they pulled over? It's, and then they want to hide. For speed traps, right? You're hiding in, but sp- then you want to stick, pick one. Pick one. Do you want us to see you or not? Exactly. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Middle ground. That's my vote. Yeah. yeah. Visible. <laughs> Politically center. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's where we are. That's what we want. <laughs> so these trucker freedom convoys, <laughs> oh, huh? <God. laughs> uh, I'm, I'm still all- stuck on def- Defundme.org. <laughs> defund <me. laughs> defund <laughs> we, we, let's go ahead and claim that. <laughs> I can look it up right. I want to look at you. Uh, I'll, I'll go on my trucker uh, rant. Yeah. Oh no! What's your trucker rant? I don't have a rant. Oh God. no! I'm 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 awful. I think the trucker thing is super cool. Um. Wait, what's happening? So the truckers, it we can't have it. Oh man! Yeah, I'm sorry. Of course it exists. Defund auto. Of course it does.
0: But, it's a terrible um, website. So
1: the truckers, the the big thing is the truckers in Canada, and I'm not I'm not super well researched about it, so take that for what you will. But the truckers in Canada have all gone to whatever main city hub, and I think they've they're basic. It's basically peaceful protesting for. I think it started with the a lot of the regulations that they're putting on truckers, but they've grown to represent. Uh, kind of liberties and freedoms in general, hmm. you know that that we're here, we're putting our foot down, uh, and we're not moving until you let up on us, until you we're stop putting taking our foot down on the brake pedal, right? Yeah, until okay. you till you stop taking our freedoms. And they've kind of ad- adapted it all the way through, you know, freedom for kids to have a normal life. Like the masks on kids in school is ridiculous. The the vaccines for kids, I think everybody can pretty well agree that it's ridiculous. the The vaccines for kids is not ridiculous, but mandating vaccines for kids is ridiculous. For coronavirus, obviously we need a vaccine. Vaccinate for like measles and stuff like that, sure, but coronavirus is not dangerous for kids. It's just not. Yeah. So they're they're coming together and kind of making a stand and it's uh i think the truckers in the states are talking about doing it there's a big like cross country convoy that they're going to create that goes to washington the corona convoy yeah <laughs> but i think i mean i think it's a beautiful thing because it is it's the essence of peaceful protesting right they're talking about doing it in march and i've already seen lots of announcements this is what we're doing this is where we're going to go If this is gonna affect you, we highly encourage you to prepare for that. You know, if if any of this route is gonna block off any supplies that you need, go ahead and grab those things so that you're prepared for that. They're they're I mean, it's very professional the way that they're doing it. And I think it I mean it looks like in Canada that it's gonna produce some real results Hmm. to to back down the government a little bit from from a lot of the overreach. Hmm. And I'm That'd not saying that they need to shut down the government or anything like that, but we can all agree. There's been a, a lot of overreach in all of this stuff. So I think it's pretty cool. And I was, uh, it just popped in my head today. The Liberty or death would be, I think would be a super cool slogan for the truckers to have on this movement. Cause you know, give me Liberty or give me death. It's mm-hmm. a very profound De- death being, but liberty or def 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 being diesel exhaust fluid which is required in all uh all diesels past like 2010 or something and it may be across all 18 wheelers at this point i'm not sure but it's a, i mean it's a it's a fluid that they put in the truck you've got a separate tank like a gas tank and you've got to put that fluid in there and it runs it to your exhaust system and i think it kills some of the emissions so and there's a lot of states that require it mm-hmm And, um, you know, like if you bought a modern diesel truck, it's got a def tank on it. And if Hmm. you don't fill up your def, it'll say, you know, 50 miles till your def is empty. And then once it gets empty, it'll literally shut your truck down to first gear Hmm. and won't let your, like, you can't go over like 10 miles an hour in your truck. And I mean, that's been the, it's been that way since like 2011 or something. It's a real thing. So I thought it would be a cool slogan. Liberty, liberty or, death. or death. I like Basically that. Basically like give us liberty or we're all going to be at your front front doorstep. Yeah, splinters
0: and stuff. Slowly changing drugs. into a t-shirt and small invention. Yeah, uh, company. I like it. That seems like the natural result or natural uh, conclusion of things. I'm
1: excited about our death taxes and wood wood movements. I shirt. really like
0: that. I think that'll do well. I think it's
1: going to be popular. I think so. And I don't like I don't want to make money off of it. I just want to post it across the socials and be like who wants one? Yeah. Cuz I think it'll be a cool shirt. that'd probably be like 20 bucks.
0: Well, we can, all we did to do is we don't even have to produce them. We can put on those, there's those websites where you can produce a t-shirt design and then it's just print to order. And so we don't have to, we'd make more printing them ourselves and doing all the um, shipping and stuff, but it's a lot easier for someone to just go, I want this on this shirt. And they just click it, buy it. They don't touch
1: it. They just send us a check and go, here you go.
0: We made you guys some money.
1: So I put together a little design, sent it over to my brother. Sent some, you know, different yeah. ideas. And I was like, just do what you can with it. Yeah. And uh, he was excited about it. So. Yeah. You like assume, it? The idea? Yeah. 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 I think that's a good one. I thought about um, putting a little, like a little graphic of a bent board or maybe like a wooden wood clamp, just simplified. Yeah. Centered underneath it. Mm-hmm. I like that. So we'll it, see. It, I think it needs a graphic. Yeah, the um, only hair. thing about the graphic is so the way I did the design, it was like you took a "Death and Taxes" shirt, yeah, and scribbled it out, scribbled out the "and," yeah, added an "and" in the proper location, then wrote in, yeah, wood movement. Mm-hmm. So if there's a graphic, it like kind of kills that motif, yeah. But I think it would still be good, and then I I still kind of want to brand it, yeah, like we could put. Splinters and, and stuff, JCW or splinters and stuff. Wooden plane. Yeah, you, know, you got you could you could do like a a try logo. You could do like a WMP <laughs> on one sleeve That's and true. a JCW on the other. Yeah, I, I, I like just the uh, we'll just do the
0: let's uh, do the uh, split the splinters and stuff. That's part of the stuff. Yeah, but that logo, well,
1: there's nowhere to really put that on the shirt.
0: As you put it on the sleeve, or you could put it down like
1: uh, on like the lower part of the
0: shirt. But if or... it's some, I feel like it's too much color.
1: Yeah. That's what I like if we just did the WMP and JC, like the brands. Oh, yeah. That could work. Like the wood brands on each sleeve or something. That could work. Maybe put Huntsville on the back or something like that, you know. Yeah, I'll we'll have to play with it. Yeah. What do you guys want? It'd be a cool t-shirt. What do you guys... Hey. I think if we start posting the, the initial design... Yeah. Everybody's going to be like, "I'll pay $20 for that." I think we sure. should
0: put that out cuz
1: we've all been frustrated by wood movement.
0: I think we should put that out uh when this launches. When you're listening to this, hope that we can put it on the Instagram post for
1: yeah. this launch. Yeah. If I've got a uh if I've got an initial draft from Aaron, we can, and if not, I'll maybe just post like what I sent you. Yeah. And say, so, hey, here we're working with some designs. We have to immediately be ready to push it, though, because you know someone someone out there is going to go make their own, put it yeah, out. Yeah, but there. they don't have twenty thousand Instagram followers. Brett, Brett,
0: Brett. <laughs> <laughs> Sheesh. Yeah,
1: so I've got ten thousand Instagram followers in like two weeks. <laughs> That's crazy. I I think it's Instagram trying to be TikTok because my last like five reels. Are just being blasted to the world. Yeah. And I think that that's – I think the Instagram algorithm for Reels is very closely mimicking TikTok's algorithm because TikTok has taken so much – Yeah. So many users, so much traffic from Instagram. And that's kind of – it's kind of Zuckerberg's, kind of Meta's M.O., you know, we didn't see Instagram Stories until Snapchat had the stories. Everybody moved over to Snapchat and was playing with stories, and Instagram went, "Whoa, we're losing a lot of users. Let's do the same thing." Yeah, and effectively shut down Snapchat. Yeah, they're
0: trying to do like the Apple thing, so where they, they don't want the to do it same first thing with TikTok. Yeah, they don't want to do it yeah. first, but they want to do it better. Right. So they'll let someone else
1: play with it and go, "Hmm, interesting." Yeah, and I think I, because I've had a lot of people reach out and been like, "Dude, what are you doing differently? Like, how is?" And my answer is, I don't really know, but my reels have been hyper successful, so yeah. probably start posting reels. That's all I can offer. Um, well, they're gonna they're gonna
0: give more visibility to people who are alignment in alignment with their goals.
1: Yeah, and, and I stuff. think they're so they they've taken a huge stock hit, over yeah. like the last few weeks, and I think they might be looking at it going, maybe ass isn't enough. Yeah. It can't just be <laughs> It can't butt. just be ass. Yeah. Like that's good. We've 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 done well with that. But you got TikTok over here, and granted, there's a lot of ass on TikTok. Yeah. And there's a lot of bullshit on TikTok, but there's also a lot, a lot, a lot of valuable content. I've yeah. learned so much from TikTok. I was talking to somebody about it. And um they said something about uh, you must be doing right, doing something right, because I haven't seen any twerking videos from you or something on Instagram versus TikTok. And I was like, "Well, TikTok's an algorithm. If all you're seeing is twerking videos and ass on TikTok, yeah, that's on you. That's you, buddy. Because that's what you watch and don't scroll through. Right. If you scroll through those things and then watch the woodworking videos, you'll start to see more woodworking videos. Yeah. So that's." That's really on you, guy. TikTok's algorithm <laughs> is actually really good. It was like touche. Yeah, it's. I it's, mean, it knows you. It knows me. You don't even have to create an account, and within ten minutes, it's giving you what you want to see.
0: Yeah, I would say that typically now, like I most things I'll watch, whether it's funny stuff, educational stuff. Um, I, I have noticed if I'm on late at if I'm on late at night, the content starts changing stuff, and like I'll scroll through it because i like I just mm-hmm. don't care for that, but I'm like I'm like tick, TikTok's like. Well, you are a thirty-five-year-old male, and it's at home.
1: At it's home, ten, 10, o'clock, 10 at night. o'clock at
0: night. Yeah. You know, i I okay. And I'm like chill, <laughs>
2: chill. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. It's uh, it's trying. It's like we 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 have this whole. We're eighty percent butts, right? You know, and like you're really into like twenty percent of the other stuff. Yeah. But like, but have man? you tried? Have you
1: tried what we're
0: good at? Have you tried to <laughs> Have you tried butts? And I'm like well, TikTok. Come on, man. Like <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, like
1: I'm good. <laughs> But like, if you can sort through the garbage, there's so much. There's so much value there, and you know, same with Instagram. You talk to somebody who doesn't do a lot of Instagram. Mm-hmm. You know, I've got a lot of buddies who are like, uh, who aren't on Instagram. They're like, I don't need that in my life. Like, I don't need the negativity. I don't need the sexualization. Like, I just don't need that in my life. And I'm like, yeah. I, I want to explain to people it doesn't have to be that way. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I met a guy. Um, The guy that's looking at buying that house had a buddy in Nashville or Nashville area who does, I was telling him about my woodwork and he's like, oh, you need to check this guy out. Excuse me. Sounds like he's doing a very similar thing to you. Similar thing as you're doing. I was like, all right. So I pulled him up. He's a woodworker out of Nashville, very active on Instagram, shot him a message. I said, hey, I met so-and-so. He was really talking you up. Looks like you're doing some really amazing things. Just wanted to reach out and say, hey. We had a good probably twenty minute conversation about and I looked at some of his stuff. He's done a massive round table. I've got a massive round table coming up. I was like, I'm you know, I'll probably be reaching out to you and we talk shop. Mm-hmm. So I'd love to have you on the podcast. He's he's down for that. Nice. And you can make these really good connections. I mean, I've made tons of connections like that. People yeah. I talk to every day on Instagram. Yeah, there's there's people there's that so I much value yeah. in social media. That people overlook because you assume that it's garbage because 90% of it is garbage. Yeah. But it's totally user-based. I mean, it's totally up to you what you consume. It's totally yeah. up to you how you interact. Well, you inter- interact's kind of the key word. I mean,
0: that's kind of the, you know, Sam and I have had some back and forth on how we, how we, how we really want to use social media for wooden plane. And, you know, we're really kind of leaning towards, of course, like the website being the portfolio page. And that's like where it's just finished work. It's yeah. just, it's all. It's website, what
1: you to me, in our line of work, website needs to be a business card and yep. a gallery. Bingo. And, you know, yeah, way to get in touch with me. Way to tell me what you want me to build you, all
0: that stuff. The social media stuff, I want to be social interactive stuff, mm-hmm. right? You get to see some behind the scenes, some how-tos, some mistakes you make, some highlights before they become out somewhere else, right? If you have a project in the shop, you might get to see it there and get to share it with your friends and things like that. And it's a way to talk to people and
1: engage with people and where people can engage with the brand. I got it. Right. A lot of times for my how-tos, yeah. when I have questions about stuff, at this point, before I go to YouTube, yeah, I go to Instagram yeah, and I reach out. Yeah, if I'm building something that I know somebody else builds a lot of, I'll go, Hey, I'm building this. I know you build a lot of this. I have this question and then they've got an answer. And I trust that a lot more or I'll go to their YouTube. A lot of times those guys have YouTube. I'll go to that. And I trust that information so much more than just finding it online somewhere through my browser. Yeah. And a lot of times it's with connections I've made, Mm -hmm. you know, I've, I've, Like I said, I've made so many friends. Yeah. You know, I've got buddies who do, I say buddies, Instagram buddies. I've never met them in real life who do a lot of epoxy stuff. Yeah. I've got a question on epoxy, something that I do. I do a good bit of, I'm, I'm pretty familiar with, but like if I want a, uh, a very clear, like totally clear epoxy, how do I get that? Yeah. It's clear when you pour it, but the, as soon as you surface it down, it's no longer clear. Well, how do you go about getting back to that clear, clear? Mm -hmm. And so I've reached out to somebody who I see a lot, put out a lot of real clear epoxy. Mm -hmm. Hey man, how do you get that, that clear? What you doing? Yeah. How do you get that, that clear? And then they've got, and everybody is so forthcoming. And anytime, anytime somebody comes at me with questions, no matter how simple, I'm ready to answer. I enjoy the conversation. Yeah. But I'm ready to answer. I'm ready to help. Yep. You know, I was talking to a guy at length yesterday. He was asking about my lumber racks. hmm Walked him. You know, I was like, well, go to Uline, da da, da. he's like, I said, and he was like, so what did you search for? And I couldn't tell if he was like, not incapable. Yeah. But you just never know who you're talking to. And I was like, well, Uline is like a massive company who deals with commercial shipping yeah. and storage products like that's that's what the huge company he's like no, no no i know i know what elon is but like i can't pull up the rack. i can't find i can't it. find the rack that you bought yeah. so what did you specifically search and then ultimately we we got that settled and wound up talking about bourbon and cigars sure. and like yeah, you <laughs> yeah. Know, you're just making buddies and yeah. it's like it's good interaction it's, i love that part of it there's so much there's so much value to be had that it it doesn't offend me but when somebody comes to me and is like, "says oh, I don't want Instagram because it's it's just trash," or I don't want to be on that because uh, TikTok's for kids, you know, I'm yeah. I'm not interested in watching little kids do choreographed dances like that. So yeah. I'm like, that's not it. Yeah, Get, give it a chance. Yeah,
0: I mean, there's definitely it's like anything. There's if you, there's a utility to it, and you can either be there for the entertainment or the utility or some combination of the two, and it's kind of up to you on how you want to use it. I mean, and yeah, that, there's
1: garbage everywhere.
0: Yeah, and, and and for anyone listening, like Luke's, you know, Luke's got 20k followers now, which is awesome. <whistles> burr, 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 burr. Think the and I've got you know a measly, not measly. It's great. I have 600 followers. Right? Comparison, it's measly, but all for overall, I. Love that I have anybody interested in what Yeah, doing and I it mean, all. you
1: haven't, you haven't, we haven't really been much time trying to no. put a lot of effort into
0: it. And my first, no, I'm saying, but that, that point to say though, like, you, when you reach out to people, they respond. When I reach out to people, they also respond. I mean, exactly. like the guy I
1: was having the Uline conversation, I think he's got like a hundred followers. Yeah. It, he's got like 10 yeah. posts. He's making cutting boards. He's getting started. Yeah. It's not like, it's I not like care. there's
0: not a lot of gatekeeping. I mean, depending on who you're talking to, of course, you know, there might be people who are like, I only have time for blue check mark people or people with 30, 000, maybe because they got somebody intubated. you want to talk to. Right. There are people out there and there's typically more than one person you can talk to. I've reached out to people with tens of thousands, hundreds
1: of thousands of followers asked a question and gotten answers. Yeah. You know? And we have a podcast with at the time maybe 30 listeners and uh you know dying. Donnie, designs yeah. by Donnie was like, Yeah, man, let's go, let's talk about it. let's let's chop it up, let's yeah. go. I'm happy to be involved. He's not getting anything out of that. Nothing. But that's how in the woodworking community is what I know. You know, I assume that the car community's gotta be that way. I assume that the welding community's gotta be that way. Yeah. Cause you just—it's a place to gather all these like-minded people.
0: Yeah, you're all there for the same reason—to get better and learn more about the stuff that you love. And uh, there's a lot of people out there that can help you. Um, also, people who make shit
1: are just generally, I think, better people than everybody else. I I can't argue with that.
0: Yeah, I think that. I mean that. That's correct. Pretty well sums it up. Yeah, but yeah. That's yeah. About, that's a hundred percent accurate. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. Well. I guess get out there and start poking around on Instagram. If you're listening and start
1: asking people, ask us those questions, ask other people those questions. Yeah. We, Um, we talk social media a lot. um, But if you're, if you're looking to do this kind of thing, you know, if you're trying to sell a product that you're making, you know, outside of like drop shipping or something like that, which uh, Instagram is still great for that. Yeah. But if you're trying to market yourself Mm -hmm. and trying to market a product that you're making, these social media platforms are really invaluable. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you were saying that, you know, your website is more of a gallery. My website has one or two pictures of me on it, mm-hmm. but it's, it's large and I've got an about me session. But other than that, like you get on my website, it goes straight to my gallery. You yeah. look at my work, my Instagram though. You can get to know me. Yeah. I mean, you see me talk on my stories most days, you get a little insight into my mind on my captions of my posts. Yep. I'm interacting with people. You know, a lot of times those story interactions back and forth are public. It's a real social platform. And I think that helps you market your brand a lot better. You know, like, yeah. It's, like brand, you it's brand interaction. that You're trying to figure out what direction to take the wooden plane socials. Yep. And I think they need a lot more of your face. I think yep. they need a lot more of you talking. Yep. Cause like I get on your wooden plane Instagram, I don't have a good feel of your personality. I, I agree. Yeah. Because it's just not been a priority. I'm not, it's not a dig. No, no, no. It just hasn't been a priority for you, but I think that's a fair critique. Yeah, And I've, and I've heard that from a lot of people. Like I didn't see real growth until I got active in the, we'll call it a channel until I got active in the channel. Yeah. And I was talking to the world, speaking on videos, Posting stories regularly, speaking on those, doing videos yep. where you can kind of get an idea. Like I goof off a lot, you get an idea of that. Yeah, you know, you got you've got the shop dogs. Like it's fun, and all that adds to the experience. If I if I'm following somebody and they're only posting like finished pictures of their work, yeah, or in process without a lot of context or caption or anything, yeah,
0: I'll follow it if it's great. But that it's a boring follow.
1: But the yeah. stuff that I enjoy is like that. The people who are getting on their stories and posting like what they're doing today and the trials and tribulations. Do you that follow going RR through. Buildings? Yeah. Yeah. Love that guy.
0: Yeah. yeah. He's great. That's a perfect example of the kind of stuff he does. Because the the opposite end, the boring example, is at Waters and Akeland. Yeah. Um, like, some of the most beautiful wood projects
1: you'll ever see. Oh my in your god! Life. Amazing. It's, it's amazing. Like I'm, I, I'm not sure I'll ever be able to achieve some of that stuff. I follow it because it's beautiful. Yeah, I don't. There, there are a lot of things that they post that I can confidently say I'll never be at that skill level.
0: Yeah, and and yet, I and I follow it, but it's also
1: I don't feel like I'm connected to that. If guy. I had to clean out twenty percent, or let's say I had to clean out like forty percent of my follows, yeah, they would lose out before somebody who's somebody who I've gotten to know through their content who might be making something like Etsy stuff. Yeah. Yeah. The pole barns barns. (laughs) like the, uh, pine baron palette works couple Mm -hmm. pine baron palette works is his and she is sawdust gypsy. They're online all day. Mm -hmm. They're making all day. They're really cool people. They make cool stuff but it's not I'm not really interested in what they're making because it's just not up it's not up my alley it's not yeah. my, it's not what I'm interested in but they're super cool people he's one of those guys that I talk to a lot you know I'll reach. I've, I've talked to him about like business and backlogs and how to handle things like that because yeah. it's it's a different perspective because they're a lot higher quantity yeah um but I would I would keep somebody like that on board before I would keep Somebody like Waters and Ackland or Ackland yeah. or whatever it is, just because of that, because yeah. it's a social network. If I want to see what Waters and Ackland's putting out, I'll go to their website. Yep, yep. And that's I think there's a lot of value, and I personally have seen a lot more growth since I've taken that that angle on it. Yeah, you know, posting a lot more stories. Actually, you know, for the first couple of years, I never spoke on my Instagram, like yeah. ever. And as soon as I started just really diving into that kind of angle on it, mm-hmm. saw a lot more interaction, made a lot more friends, got yeah. a lot more follows. Yeah. Yeah, a lot it's, of opportunities as a result of that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a great, you know, and, and ultimately like we've talked about, it's, it kind of offers legitimacy. If you, if you want to order something from me and you pull up my Instagram and I've got 20,000 followers, you're going to go, oh, this guy might know something. Yeah. Might not. But – You know, might, you know, I think it does offer some good legitimacy. Yeah. Yeah. That's
0: definitely the, we're going to start trying more of that angle. Sam's been doing a great job with getting more posts, starting to get some reels out there, stories more commonly. And, and the thing that needs to really change is my interaction with it.
1: I think, I think Um, at the very least, now that you're in the shop every day. Yeah. Now that you will be throw some selfie style videos What's up, guys? Good morning. Yeah, here's just what, some story Here's stuff. what we got rolling in the yeah. shop today. I think this cut's really cool. Yeah. Um Here's here's what I did here, or yeah. here's what I'm thinking about. What do you guys think? You know, a lot of open ended stuff. And it's not. I'm not saying this disingenuously to generate followers. It just creates a better product. Yeah. And that adds to your whole product. Well, again, it's it's. A, I think it's another value add. If you work mm-hmm.
0: with wooden plane, you get to work with a brand and know who's behind it.
1: Right? Yeah. And, and you can faceless. get to know, get to know you before you ever make contact. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. And th- this seems like someone I'd like to work with, you know, exactly. Oh, they seem like a real human being, you know, cause I, cause that's my thing. You've, you've put your name in your brand. So you're very personally connected to that. And I am, I intentionally left my name out of my brand, but I don't want it to just ever become some faceless company
1: that just exists yeah. that it's got no you know some soulless wooden plane Well it's like I mean it's and like it's like R&R yeah. yeah I don't know that guy's name Yeah but I know his face Yeah and I know his personality Yep and I know what he's into And if I was in that and neck I know of the woods level I know his level of attention Yeah You know he's I, I look at him building metal buildings and then I look at my metal building and I'm like oh oh this isn't that Metal building envy yeah this isn't that good I you know, and it probably would have cost double for him to build it. But yeah. Man, the stuff he puts out and his attention to detail is amazing. Uh, yeah, I love seeing when he's trying out new tools. He's always trying to find another way to build it
0: better, build it better, build it build better. Build it better, build it faster, build yeah. it
1: stronger. Yep. It's not, he's not just trying to throw up as many buildings as he can to make money. Yeah. He's trying to do it better, faster, stronger, yep. and at the same time, tell you how to do it better, faster, stronger. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Exactly. So, I think it's invaluable and if you're uh if you're a maker and you're not active on socials I think you're doing yourself an injustice. Yep. And whether you think you've got the personality for it or not. I know a lot of weird personalities who I genuinely enjoy their content. Oh, there's there's a guy I follow on TikTok who's almost like devoid of one. Oh
0: my god,
1: I know who you're talking about. Yeah, and
0: I can't get enough of his videos.
1: Yeah, yeah. Some of them get a little, some of them get a little sad, a little bit depressing for me. Yes, yes. And and he's doing, you know, he's doing a lot of the smalls that we probably have the same TikTok. Well. It's probably pretty. It's pretty cool. Well, we send each other videos back and forth. It's the the same one. Yeah. And like I do it. I've got a group text that with some buddies back home that we share a lot of TikToks. And literally today, he sent one, and I saw the notification, but I didn't read it. And I was scrolling, saw one that I loved, copied it, went over to the group text to paste it, and it was the one that he sent. Already in there. Yeah. It's all connected. I was like, "Dude, there's a reason you send saw that." Video. Yeah, they know who you're sending it to. Yeah, they're aware. Yeah, it it just all works. But you know, it's 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 good. It doesn't have to be trash. And like I was saying, the uh, if you don't feel like you have the personality for it, if you're passionate about it, that passion is contagious. Yeah, I, I don't. Agree. I don't care how weird you are or how different from me you are. If you're passionate about whatever you're making, I'm into it. Oh, yeah. I want that content. I want to see you make it because I want to see people build things, make things that they're passionate about. Mm -hmm. So that said, if you feel like you're a weirdo and you make a good product, but nobody wants to hear you talk about it, you're wrong. Yeah. People want to hear you talk about it. People want to get your insight on it. Yep. It just adds, you know, if you're making a cutting board, well, there's a thousand million people making cutting boards. Yeah, I want to see how you make a cutting board. Yeah, and I want to hear you talk about it. I want to hear what you enjoy about making your cutting board. Yeah, how you make these cuts. What you found works. Which woods do you like using? Yeah, I want to know all that stuff. And it it just adds. That's why there's people out there selling cutting boards for six hundred dollars mm-hmm. regularly, yeah, with a six month backlog. Yep, because they've and that's not the only reason. I mean, they make a great product, but. Most of it is in the marketing. We're we're past the point,
0: I think, especially in our generation, I think uh, it's not product and brand loyalty. People are looking for experience and value and Mm -hmm. those kinds of things. And so making a great product isn't either, I think it's both, I think it's neither the only driving factor and I also don't think it's the most important factor. I think that the, the interaction stuff is big. I think p- creating, uh, I'll call it brand awareness, but people kind of knowing what your brand is and what you represent and all those things, I think can go a long way regardless of what it that is. Just just that kind of transparency, I think, and, yeah. and bring people along for the ride, I think goes a long way. And uh, it definitely brings me more into interest in buying certain things or going – I want to give
1: give my money to those people. Yeah. Long before I want to give my money to a company or a brand or order something off Amazon or whatever. You know, we've we've talked about him before, Trevor, with uh, Berg's Metalworks, who does the the rings. Oh, yeah. I could get a titanium ring anywhere. Yeah. I want one of his. I want one of his. I want... Because I know who he is. I know how he operates. Mm -hmm. I know... Like I said, his attention to detail—I know was made by his hands. Mm-hmm. I, I want a ring from him. I could get a wooden sign or a vinyl sign or anything made anywhere for the shop. I want one from Lizzie. Yeah, because she made it with her two hands. It's high quality work. Mm-hmm. I know who she is. I know how she operates. I know her values. I want to give her my money before That's right. I want to give somebody else my money to print me a sign or, or, you know, have a have a sign cut out on a plasma cutter and put it on a backer. And I don't know who they are, and they're chunking yeah. out signs—you know, a hundred signs a day. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not interested in that. Just like I want people to want a table from me, right? From Luke. Yep. Because they know who I am, they know how I operate, they yep. know my attention to detail. I, I spend, you know, I spend a lot of money, yeah, on a small business. Yeah, you know, I'll spend a lot more money buying something from somebody like that than I will going to the store and buying it. Yep. I agree all day long. I agree. So that said, get on Instagram if you're not. Right now, Instagram is kind of the main one. Yeah, go do the for free, go do the free stuff. Go it's do the free go do the Instagram
0: and SketchUp.
1: Go get a get a little <laughs> bit uncomfortable. Yeah, you know I was super uncomfortable talking on my socials until I started, and it's a lot, you know you get a lot of the old stuff, and it's it's very awkward for me to go back and watch that stuff. And it's still weird, you know. I record a a long story and go yeah. back and listen to it. It's still weird, but it's genuine. Yeah. And I've gotten enough good feedback from it that I'm comfortable doing it now. Yeah. And I've gotten a lot more engagement since then. I'm, people are a lot more likely to reach out and ask a question. People are yeah. a lot more likely to reach out and ask for a ballpark quote just out of curiosity. Sure. You know, it's it's. I'll say the word invaluable again. I really think it is because on social media as a whole, you know, we're the product. That's how it works. Our our screen time is the product. They use that to, to, you know, jack their advertising fees up. And, and that's how it works. But it doesn't have to be that way. Mm-hmm. You can get value out of it. It doesn't have to be a time suck for you. Well, yeah, you don't have to build a website right? It can be your, your Instagram page can be your portfolio page.
0: It can be, in fact, you can have more than one. You can have a portfolio, a pure portfolio page. You can have a social interaction page. Mm -hmm. You can have a personal page. You can do these different things and really try to find ways to pull value out of it for yourself to add value for your business, hobby business, whatever you're doing.
1: Yep. Yeah. So go follow Johnson company, woodworking and wooden plane. Yeah, or, or else. What?
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, okay, that's fine. Or we'll send the truckers
1: after you. Bingo. That's right. Liberty or death.
0: That's right. All right. Well, uh, once again, thanks for listening. Uh, like, subscribe,
1: hit share. Uh, <laughs> whatever I this like works. Yeah. Uh, go on and smash that subscribe button yeah. down on yeah. the bottom ding, of the ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah.
0: Sheesh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Just start cutting wood. Get out there.